The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. It's Friday. So fun, right? As we endeavor to do, well, you know, mm-hmm. we hope to have some fun today. Hope? That's not very Well, confident. we got this breaking news. Russian oh. military says that an alleged chemical attack in Syria was staged and directed mm-hmm. by Great Britain. Oh, well, that is fun. Yay. Wait, mm-hmm. if it's just an alleged attack, how are you <laughs> stating emphatically that it was staged and directed by Britain? Look at that. Alleged chemical attack staged and directed by Britain. Okay, I wonder if that's AP's wording or Russia's. I don't know. Right now. Uh, Interesting, because in the beginning, they denied that there was ever a chemical attack. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it was fake news. Yeah, this is fake news from Britain and America. Well, now it's real, but they didn't do it. Britain did. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, I... I'm guessing that Britain would stage a chemical attack in Syria for what reason? So that so that we'd attack? Is that what they want is war with Russia? Uh, unlikely. <laughs> uh, improbable. Virtually impossible that that happened. Also, the uh, James Comey book has been released. And so he's out talking to everybody. And it's it's almost embarrassing I mean, this is the former director of the FBI. Really, you're going to be t- uh, you're going to be talking about this ridiculous uh, this ridiculous Russian report that President Trump bought prostitutes, took them into a hotel room, and had them pee on him or whatever. I I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's sick, uh, but. Here he is uh, talking about just that, and he basically kind of believes it, I think. FBI Director James Comey set to meet President-elect Donald Trump for the first time. As you headed into Trump Tower that day, were you nervous? Yes. Comey was with a group of intelligence agency heads, briefing Trump and his top aides on how the Russians interfered in our election. President-elect Trump's first question was to confirm that it had no impact on the election. And... Then the conversation, to my surprise, moved into a PR conversation about how the Trump team would position this and what they could say about this. They actually started talking about drafting a press release with us still sitting there. And the reason that was so striking to me is that that's just not done, that the intelligence community does intelligence. The White House does PR and spin. You also said you were struck by what they didn't ask very much. No one, to my recollection, asked, so what? what's coming next from the Russians? How might we stop it? What's the future look like? It was all, what can we say about what they did and how it affects the election that we just had? Comey then asked to meet alone with Trump to warn him about that now infamous Steele dossier, unverified information on Trump's ties to Russia, including allegations of Trump's encounters with prostitutes in Moscow. I'm about to meet with a person who doesn't know me, has just been elected president of the United States by 
all accounts and from my watching him during the campaign could be volatile. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Was there any choice there? Uh, why, if this was salacious and this particular part of the dossier unverified, still unverified, by the way? Yes. So far as when I got fired, it was unverified. Did you tell him that the Steele dossier had been financed by his political opponents? No, I didn't. I didn't even think I used the term Steele dossier. I just talked about additional material. Did, but did he have a right to know that? That had been financed by his political opponents? That, I don't know the answer to that. Well, the answer I, is it yes. Wasn't necessary for my goal, which was to alert him that we had this information. How graphic did you get? I think as graphic as I needed to be, I started to tell him about the allegation was that he had been involved with prostitutes in a hotel in Moscow in 2013 during a visit for the Miss Universe pageant, and that the Russians had uh, filmed the episode, and he interrupted very defensively and started talking about it, you know, do I look like a guy who needs hookers, and I assumed he was asking that rhetorically. I didn't answer that, and then I just moved on and, and explained. Sir, I'm not saying that we credit this, I'm not saying we believe it. We just thought it very important that you know. Did you tell him you thought it wasn't true or you didn't know if it was true or not? I never said, I don't believe it, because I, I couldn't say one way or another. How weird was that briefing? Really weird. It was almost an out-of-body experience for me. I was floating above myself, looking down, saying, you're sitting here briefing the incoming president of the United States about prostitutes in Moscow. January 27th, mm. at a private dinner in the White House, President Trump raises the issue again. Says he may want me to investigate it to prove that it didn't happen. And then he says uh, something that distracted me because he said, you know, if there's even a 1% chance my wife thinks that's true, that's terrible. And I, and I remember thinking... How could your wife think there's a 1% chance you were with prostitutes peeing on each other in Moscow? I'm a flawed human being, but there's literally zero chance that my wife would think that was true. So what kind of marriage to what kind of man does your wife think there's only a 99% chance you didn't do that? False and premise. I said to him, sir, when he started talking about it, I may order you to investigate that. I said, sir, that's up to you, but you'd want to be careful about that because it might create a narrative that we're investigating you personally and second it's very difficult to prove something didn't happen did you believe his Makes denial? sense honestly never thought these words would come out of my mouth but i don't know whether the, the current president of the united states with prostitutes peeing on each other in moscow in 2013 it's possible but i don't know i i gotta say that took my breath away uh why uh, he's obviously a political opponent uh, he obviously either feels slighted by Trump, wronged by Trump, or he's ideologically opposed to Trump because he spun everything that he said there. There's when for the president to say, look, even if there's a one percent chance, he's not saying there is the, there is that one percent that belief factor in her. But if there's even a chance she'd believe any of this, I wanted I wanted to show her it didn't happen. Investigate it. I mean, that doesn't mean he thinks that she'd believe it. <laughs> Especially when you've bragged before in your books and she knows that you've cheated on wives in the past. Could there be a 1% chance that he cheated on her in some way? Well, yeah, probably. And he, you know, he's, he wants 
Comey to go investigate and show her it didn't happen. To me, that shows it didn't happen. Ah, you know, take the sick, uh, the the twisted part out of it. And if he's just saying, look, I don't want my wife to think that I cheated on her in Moscow. So investigate it and, and, and show that there's nothing there. Now, I, I believe what Comey said is probably true. It's really hard to prove a negative. How do you do that? There, there's no way. I think what proves the negative is that the Russians have never produced any document like that or any video like that. And they've had ample opportunity. They have opportunity right now because things, you know, relations are not good between us. So if they had something on the president to embarrass him, mm-hmm. wouldn't they use it? I would think so. Maybe they're saving it for a rainy day, a rainier day. I don't know. I don't know. But what a ridiculous. I mean, that's uh, that's a, a, a ridiculous uh, statement by Comey that he doesn't know if the president did that or not. I, I think that's silly. Stop it. 888 In Anchorage. Voters in Alaska's largest city have become the first in the United States, I wouldn't expect this in Alaska, to defeat a so-called bathroom bill referendum. It asked them to require people uh, to use public bathrooms and locker rooms, bathrooms and locker rooms consistent with their gender at birth. Whoa. Yeah, that's discriminatory now. Whoa. Anchorage voters turned down that proposition that would have repealed part of the city ordinance that allowed people to use public bathroom and locker rooms according to their gender identity <laughs> and would have instead required them to use those facilities according to their gender at birth. And they voted that down? <laughs> it lost, uh, it was losing 5347 as of Monday with about 78,000 votes counted. So it looks like there's no way this is going is gonna to succeed. Transgender activists hailed the victory, which they said could provide momentum ahead of similar upcoming votes, including one in Massachusetts. Oh, in Massachusetts. Mm. I'm sure anything goes in Massachusetts now. Lillian Lennon said, uh, not only is this a victory for Anchorage, but a victory nationally. Yeah, I don't look at it that way. Exactly. Um, how is discrimination to ask people to use the bathroom of, of their actual gender? I, I don't care what you identify with. I don't, I don't know, but these hypothetical Russian prostitutes now have a choice in Anchorage as to where they... <laughs> so that's really good. Go to the restroom. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I don't understand how the concern here is dismissed every time. This isn't even really about the transgendered people. This is about perverts using the transgender excuse. Heterosexual perverts... Using the excuse that, oh, I, uh, I identify as a woman. That's why I'm in the women's bathroom. I wasn't ogling these women. I'm just in the women's bathroom because that's how I identify today. Are you telling me that's not a possibility? It's already happened. It's already happened. And it's happened in the DFW area. I'm sure it's happened all over the country at some point. They claim, though, transgender discrimination is popping up everywhere, and this victory means that as a nation, we can stand together against discrimination. It is not discrimination to say, hey, if you have a man unit, go to the men's room. 
If you have a women's hoo-ha, go to the women's room. Done. Okay? That is not discrimination. It's common sense. Yeah, I like to point out those are clinical terms. It's science. It's biology. Oh, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There you go. Trying to make sense of the world. I know. I've warned you about that. Yeah, you did. Especially on a Friday. On a Why Friday. Why would you try to make sense of the world on a Friday? Don't do it. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know what does work, though? Mm. Uh, Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. Mm-hmm. Really like this stuff. Actually, we tried this in water for the first time the other day because I usually, I just always put it into my uh, smoothie that we make in the morning. And then it gives me, you know, that full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, prebiotic, probiotic, boost your immunity, all of those things. Yeah. It's very good. But we didn't have that with us the other day. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to try it and see what it was like in water because they suggest that you just put it at eight ounces in a scoop of water. I thought, I don't know if I would like that. It's sweet. It actually is sweet. Tastes fruity. It's delicious. It's like Kool-Aid. Yeah. Frankly. It doesn't taste like spinach or green beans or kale. (laughs) No, not even close. <laughs> Fortunately, which uh, I wouldn't do. So this is great stuff. And it just gives you energy. It just makes you feel better during the course of the day. And it's nice to know that as long as you're taking this and you're getting that full serving of fruits and vegetables, you're not going to get scurvy. Uh, go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply. 10% off with the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Free Speech Friday. You can direct the conversation for us today. Anything fun or uh, anything you've uh, had on your mind during the course of the week or weeks past. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh We did have the, the Comey book released today. And CNN's got a list here. We'll get to this in a minute. Of the 11 most eye-popping lines in Comey's A Higher Loyalty. Uh, and it's ranked from least problematic for Trump to most. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, David in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Pat? Yeah, good. Have me on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just for uh, everybody uh, that wants to listen. Uh, just mm-hmm. information for everybody that wants to get healthy. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, the studies are in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting healthy is 80% diet. And twenty percent exercise. Wow, that is groundbreaking, right there. Uh, and that, and these are studies that have already been, you know, uh-huh. done yeah. at major places. And if I, I'm not even going to say which ones, but uh, but they are been, major places. Oh yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, thanks, David. Major places say eighty percent diet, twenty percent exercise. There you go. Hmm. Well, so uh, it doesn't matter what my diet is. It's just 80% of that, and then I exercise the other 20%. Huh. Is there room for sleeping in there? Is that like 33%? Because if so, I'm well on my way to being fit. 
<laughs> Simeon in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Um, hey. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about Trump, and I'm a lifelong Republican. Um, actually, I'm an independent now, but um, I and I, I was listening to your comments earlier about the book and things, which a lot of it I don't agree with either. Mm-hmm. But I would just caution to all Republicans or conservatives, that's a hard word to say anymore, is when this thing's all said and done, it's not going to be good, you know, with Trump. So I think um, I, I wouldn't I would just be cautious about riding too hard or, or protecting yep. that that part. And, and I'll leave it at that. I'm not saying anything bad about him. Yeah. But there's just too many uh, bad things under the covers. And I think there's a lot going to come out. That, that That's my comment. But. It, it could happen. Yeah. Thanks, Simeon. I know we you have to be cautious. And here's the problem. I mean, we've never been you know, really ardent Trump supporters uh, around here for the most part. There are some in the building. I'm not one of them. Um, But, you know, I do think he's done some really good things. And here, and I I don't like just blind support of the president Mm -hmm. uh, because of what he just said, what Simeon just said, that, I mean, there's going to be a lot to come out on him probably. And I, I don't know that anybody's going to care about any of it because uh, he's not a pastor in chief. Nobody's perfect. All of the, yeah, what are you, you know, all like of the a stuff choir boy, we've you? heard a million. We didn't elect a choir boy. All of that. Uh, but the left is so ridiculous in their attacks on him that it just makes us defensive. Even when you're not that huge a supporter, it makes you defensive of him because it's so ridiculous what's going on. Just like this Comey book, here are the 11 things that they say are most problematic. Hmm. Number 11, his face. Here's what Comey writes in the book. His face appeared slightly orange with bright white half moons under his eyes, where I assumed he placed small tanning goggles and impressively quaffed bright blonde hair, which upon close inspection looked to be all his. As he extended his hand, I made a mental note to check its size. It was smaller than mine, but did not seem unusually so. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's riveting stuff. Are you serious? Come on now. Uh, I mean, that's ridiculous. Wow, is this? Hold that's on. just dumb. Wait, who wrote this book? Yeah, the former no director of the FBI. No, are you sure that uh, Arlen Specter wasn't his yeah, ghostwriter? Good <laughs> grief, man! What is happening? Well, it probably gets better from here. Okay. At number ten, I stared. At the soft white pouches under his expressionless blue eyes. Are you romancing this guy or are you interviewing him? Are you giving him information? Is this an intelligence meeting or are you falling in love? (laughs) Come on. His eyes were like pools of spring water bubbling down the mountainside. And I thought I must have this man. (laughs) <laughs> uh, wait, hold on a second. Time out. Time out for a second here. <clears throat> I um, I communicate with you. I sit next to you every day, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, before I look over at your eyes, I'm going to even see if I recall, although I've seen your eyes so many times, Pat Gray. Yeah, I have no idea tr- what color your eyes I'm are. I'm trying to think I, here. Are they kind of like uh, greenish blue. grayish? No, they're blue. Oh, wow. I have see, blue eyes. Even close there. But, uh, but see, I, that's what I'm saying. How is he... 
Yeah, I, one man this. to another, that, and you're Weird. noticing the color of their eyes. So I've known Glenn for 30 years. I don't know what color his eyes are. What color are mine, Pat? I have no idea. Good. I couldn't tell you. Let's keep it that way. I couldn't tell you. Because if you do tell me... I barely know what color my wife's eyes are. Right? I, you know, it's... <laughs> I mean, come on. Guys just don't pay attention to this stuff, except okay. James Comey. Mm-hmm. I stared at the soft white pouches under his expressionless blue eyes. <laughs> I remember thinking in that moment... That the president doesn't understand the FBI's role in America and life. In American life. Do you think he got his number? Uh, probably, from the sounds of how he's ogling him huh. here. I hope he did. Maybe that's why Trump had to cut him loose. It's yeah. just like, you know, dude, you're making it's a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable, right? Okay, you're creating a hostile work environment. It is happening. Number nine. I had often wondered why, when given numerous opportunities to condemn the Russian government's invasions of its neighbors and repression even murder of its own citizens. Trump refused to just state the plain facts. Maybe it was a contrarian streak, or maybe it was something more complicated that explained his constant equivocation and apologies for Vladimir Putin. I mean, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing substantial. You're just wondering why he doesn't condemn Russia. Well, because Putin says nice things about him. So he says nice things back. That's how it works with him. You, you like it, you don't like it, that's how it is. Uh, certainly didn't need your book to tell us that. Number eight, another reason you know this isn't true, I'm a germaphobe. Oh, he's talking about the golden showers thing. Another reason you know this isn't true, I'm a germaphobe. There's no way I would let people pee on each other around me. No way. Okay, now see. <laughs> just just ridiculous, all though. All Trump should be saying there is it didn't happen. <laughs> You don't have to sit there and go. Cause yeah, but you, th- again, this is how, this goes to who he is. This is what he does. Fine, but I, just, I can absolutely hear him saying this. Okay, I, I, I just yeah, okay. absolutely yeah, yeah, you're hear right. him saying it. That's true, but it just made me think of um, Kobe Bryant. You guys know me. You guys know me. Uh huh. Okay. Well, do we, Kobe? But anyway, continue. Yeah. Well, we didn't know Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what he meant by that because, well, Kobe. Uh, no, actually, we. We don't know you. We've seen you play basketball. We know your basketball prowess, but uh, do I know if you raped somebody? No, I, I don't. I don't know that. He was exonerated of it, so apparently not. But uh, yeah, the public at large really didn't know him. Uh, at number seven, he brought up what he called the golden showers thing. So he's still talking about it. <laughs> Adding that it bothered him if there was even a 1% chance his wife Melania thought it was true. And then you heard the comment, in what kind of marriage, to what kind of man, blah, blah, blah. Number six, it's also wrong to stand idly by or worse to stay silent when you know better. While a president brazenly seeks to undermine public confidence in law enforcement institutions that were established to keep our leaders in check. There's just nothing to any of this so far. Mm -hmm. And we're all the way up to five now. Asking rhetorically, I assumed, whether he seemed like a guy who needed... We heard this already, too. We've already dealt with that. Number four, now it was pretty clear to me what was happening. The setup of the dinner, both the physical layout of a private meal and Trump's pretense that he had not already asked me to stay on multiple occasions convinced me this was an effort to establish a patronage relationship. I don't know. So? Uh, number three. Kelly said he was sick about my firing and that he intended to quit in protest. He said he didn't want to work for dishonorable people who would treat someone like me in such a manner. I urged Kelly not to do that, arguing that the country needed principled people around this president, especially this president. 
This is all his thought process. This is all what he thinks of Trump. There's not one iota so far of anything substantial here. Number two, the circle, the silent circle of assent. The boss in complete control, the loyalty oaths, the us versus them worldview, the lying about all things, large and small. In service to some code of loyalty that put the organization above morality and above the truth. And at number one, Mm. on the Comey list of the most damning things in the book about President Trump. This president is unethical and untethered to truth and institutional values. His leadership is transactional, ego-driven, and about personal loyalty. I mean, you can hear that every day on the Senate floor from the Democrats. (laughs) So what? Wow, what a waste of lumber that book was. Sheesh, you can't get those pages back. 888-933-93. More Pat Grandleash coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Aura at Pat Unleashed uh, from Lori D. Judas Goat Number Nine. Uh, and we're the science deniers. Babies aren't baby babies in utero, and men can be women after a chop session. Obviously, referencing the uh, <laughs> Anchorage thing. Like but here's the even worse part: men can be women even before the chop session. <laughs> yeah, because they're just identifying. They're not actually even women in most cases. I mean, this thing is just out of control. Uh, from Struggling Lumby. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So British, the British can have chemical weapons, but not butter knives? <laughs> yes. This is a world that makes sense. Uh-huh. And from Jack Old Beer Guy. Uh, if we're all going to die in a war with Russia, let's make sure we have fun today. I agree with that. Right? And the other thing that was happening... Was the uh, raptures coming up on the 23rd. Yeah, so, I mean, we got to squeeze in some fun here. <clears throat> the Virgo thing is when the, the sun, the moon, and Jupiter mm-hmm. align, right? Okay, I'm getting that song When in the my moon head is Thanks. in the seventh. Here we go. And, and Jupiter aligns with Mars. Then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars because this is the dawning of the age, age of Aquarius. Of Aquarius. Uh-huh. You know, the age of Aquarius. Of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius. Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius. I don't know why they keep repeating that. It's like, yeah, I got it the first time. You said it was the age of Aquarius, right? True that. I get it. Man, how I hated that song. Yeah. I, Oof. I hated that. That's an all-time worst. That entire Yes. Thank you. Of like The 60s are. With oof. like just. It's just that no no i got you know i was too young in the 60s to really appreciate music so that's probably why i've got a little bias toward the 70s but wow is that bad music ick yeah. i couldn't i mean my older brothers and sisters the next youngest of my siblings mm-hmm. is uh seven years almost eight years older than me okay and so they were all into that scene and how i hated i still remember even though i was really little hated listening to their music but then along came the 70s, 
and everything changed. Not for the better. Oh my gosh, yes. No. Are you... Get out. Totally serious. Get out. Classic rock? Final straw. Gross. Final straw. Oldies are good just from the, the 60s. just the straw that broke the cap, but camel's not, back. Not like the Aquarius crap, but... Uh, well, that's what the 60s generally yeah, I'm were. I'm talking about... What are you talking about? Like Beatles, you yeah, know? Beatles, you I, know. I can go with the Beatles. I'm not a big Stones fan, although they were okay. I, I don't like the Who that much. When it gets into the late 60s with Led Zeppelin... There we go. I, uh, now, yeah. now I'm on board there. Yeah. Uh, but I hated the Doors. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That stuff is just awful to me. Bob uh, Dylan. Yeah, me, the answer, yeah, my yeah. friend, That's, is blowing in the wind. Pass. The answer is blowing in the wind. Ugh. Tommy James and the Shondells. Okay. Yeah. Not, yeah, I didn't mind them. All right. I didn't mind Tommy James and the Shondells. But it really kicked into gear in 1970 when I was 10, and the Partridge family kicked in. And then I was off to the races. Wait, you're being serious, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Well, of course, I was 10. I started with bubblegum music and worked my way up to Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. And eventually, Boston and Foreigner, Journey, Kansas. You know? How about in the 80s? Who were you into? Ugh, by the 80s, uh, music got... Weird and yeah, but you had to play it on the radio. I did as a DJ, and I liked very little of it. Very little. See, that's what hurts. It's when you're forced to play songs that you do Mm -hmm. not have interest in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Glenn and I have told the story a million times. We used to, you know, the music used to be all loaded onto these little cartridges. We called them carts, Mm -hmm. and then you put them in the cart player, and then you push the button and it played that one song, and then it would. Stop, and then you take it out, and it's ready to go for the next time. So hold that thought for a minute. Hey, guys, in, mm-hmm. can you take the wide angle? Is that is that available from the other room? Um, yeah, there we go. So imagine radio stations back in the day. That whole back wall. This wall. Would have been filled with little parts, cartridges with music. Probably 500. Yeah, songs. and it would just list the song and artist, how long it was, how long the intro was, mm-hmm. and it was, and that was it. So... We used to take those little cartridges of songs we hated and put them up in the rafters like we have here. I don't know if you can see the ceiling, but we used to put them up there. And our program director would be like, uh, where's where's Bette Midler? Uh, the Rose? I don't know. God, we were looking for that this morning. Yeah, couldn't find em- it. Empty spot on the wall here. Yeah, that's why we didn't play it because we just we couldn't find it. So they'd record it again and bring it in. We'd put it back up in the ceiling again. <laughs> That's awesome. I think the Statue of Limitations has ended on uh-huh. that, so uh, they can know now. That's where it is. Look for your music up in the ceiling. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we got to start. We got to use that line whenever there's like a bad song that's really popular. Yeah, you're gonna find that one up in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the '80s were not good. Yeah, not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Depeche Mode. I didn't like that. What about you too? Back in the day, you too. I didn't like back in the day. I liked some of their stuff now. Personality flaw there. Perhaps. Uh, you know, and then there was stuff like Erasure. Uh, I did like Duran Duran. Mm. That was pretty good. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's it's the 80s were tough for me. See, I, I started getting into music uh, late 80s. And uh, I was uh, U2, mm-hmm. Genesis, mm-hmm. Steve Winwood. When did uh, your big band it, Better Than Ezra start? Oh boy! Well, they started. I didn't get into them till their, uh, which is technically their second album. They got popular about ninety four. <clears throat> oh, with, wow! They've been around that long. Yeah, and a little bit wow. before then. But that's when they got mm. big with good. But uh, yeah, in excess, 
You know, we talked yeah, yesterday like about wearing tapes NXS out. is good. Yeah, NXS X. Yeah. I, I probably had about three or four copies of that before I finally got it on CD. Hey, was it a, an urban legend that he died by that uh, asphyxiation thing, auto-erotic? I don't, don't want to talk, talk, talk about Michael Hutchins' death. Uh, let's <laughs> not talk about Michael Hutchins' still death. Still too soon, huh? Yeah, it's a too fun soon. Friday. Don't want to talk about it? Still too soon. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> it's been 20 years, Keith. <clears throat> you know, get <clears throat> over it. I remember where I was when that news 20 broke. years. It made me sad. Still does. But that was a real story? Because yeah. I think I heard somewhere along the way that that's not what happened. Well. But, but it is? Well, probably. Well, there was many theories. Was it suicide? Was it autoerotic asphyxiation? Yeah. Or yeah. was it, um, uh, I, I think. But it wasn't suicide, was yeah, it? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. And, so. I mean, there was even thoughts mm-hmm. that he was murdered. That one quickly went out the window. But. I think the autoerotic thing is probably better than suicide. Because, <sighs> you know, then you. When it's suicide, you just think, okay, so the guy was never happy. That's really well, and he wasn't heartbreaking, I mean, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he he not a ha- happy guy like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, he. Of course, there's rumors there too that <laughs> Courtney Love killed him. Mm-hmm. You can't put the shotgun up to your chin and pull the trigger on it at the same time. Mm, well, you could if it, you did it with your toes. Well. Right? I think that he... Or could he had be, super long arms. No, I think he was able to do that just with his hand. Um, He's like the stretch guy from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Mr. Just, Plastic or yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, but I will say that Michael Hutchins <laughs> was working on a solo album at the time of his death. And there was a very cool track that Bono finished. Um, Bono took it over and mm-hmm. it's really a great song, but it's so sad because you can hear where you know Hutchins should be singing and it's Bono. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that's sad. Anyhow. Hmm. Speaking of music, uh, the this year's inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, will have their induction ceremony tomorrow. Oh, foreigner there? Is that what they're doing right now? Getting like they're at the hotel, okay, getting that's, unpacked. It's uh, it's kind of cruel when you know foreigner's <laughs> not there. Man, I'm with you, dude. It's just <laughs> pathetic. But continue. Just, just to remind you, uh, who's going in this year? Mm-hmm. Bon Jovi. Okay, they sold over a hundred million copies. They were pretty popular. I don't necessarily love them, but okay. The cars absolutely belong, and it's hard to believe they haven't been inducted before this. Dire Straits. Hmm. I can give you Dire Straits. Moody Blues, you're starting to get into a sketchy area there. <laughs> the Moody Blues with one hit? Maybe they had two hits. Two big hits. Tuesday Afternoon and Nights in White Satin. They're, they're oh, I'm a singer in a rock and roll band. So there's three. Hold on a second. But Nina Simone? <laughs> what? And even better, Sister Rosetta Tharp. <laughs> Wait, who? What? <laughs> what? <I'm, laughs> I mean, I don't want to pretend like I don't have the entire Sister Rosetta Tharp catalog in my car right now. No, you, okay. And it fills up. Every every disc in my uh, six disc CD player in the car, but um, was she really big enough to become a Hall of Fame member? I, I, do, I don't know, but I, I want to go back to Moody Blues Jeez. here. Your wildest dreams—that's a good song. I know you're out there somewhere. Okay, but yeah, are they hits though? I don't. Know. That's the thing. I mean, they're no whatever lady you just mentioned. They're Tharp. no Sister Rosetta Tharp. Tharp. Thank you for that. So I stand corrected. <laughs> and here I'm reading this article about the inductees <laughs> and the line, the next line from the author of this article. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, 
sister Rosetta Tharp's fan base has been waiting a long time to celebrate. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, she uh, she has a fan base? And they're alive today to be in breathless anticipation? Oh, okay. All right. But again, yeah, no foreigner. Um, it's hard to believe that a band like that is not in, and yet... Nina Simone and Sister Rosetta Tharp are. And if you're going to put the cars in, you've got to put Foreigner in. If you're going to put Bon Jovi in, you have to put Foreigner in. But Bon Jovi is a huge leftist. Whereas Lou Graham from Foreigner is now a born-again Christian conservative who uh, liked the Glenn Beck show when we had him on. Told us he was a fan. Uh, so, you know, that might be his problem there. I don't know. Strike. That might be Foreigner's problem. Strike against him right there. Yeah. For some reason, the induction ceremony is tomorrow, but it's only going to, it will only appear on HBO beginning on May 5th. Hmm. Why can't they have that live? Why do you have to wait a month? Well, it's a bunch of rock and roll stars. You got a lot of. Oh, probably a lot of efforts. It takes a long and, time yeah, to all these edit that. Tape. You got to edit out, you know? <laughs> so they expect a surprise tribute. A surprise. I mean, everybody knows they're going to give a tribute to Tom Petty and Fats Domino, who died last year. Um, here's what they say about honoring the pioneer Sister Rosetta Tharp. Probably this year's least known inductee, you think? But she's easily the most influential. Wow. Her induction as an early influencer is spot on. Tharp's influence on guitar playing and the development of rock and roll predates Elvis Presley, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Hmm. Hmm. All right. If you say so. <laughs> Sister Rosetta Tharp, but not foreigner. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with uh, whatever's on your mind today. It's free speech and hopefully a fun Friday. So if you got something fun you want to bring to the table, feel free. Remember, uh, by the way, when schools were not little social justice factories? <laughs> oh, man, those were good times. Good times. You don't get those back unless you go with an alternative. Yeah, and fortunately there is one. And people would ask me all the time, they still do, well, what can I do? I mean, I can't homeschool like you guys did. We just don't have, you know, what fill in the blank. We just can't. We both work. Whatever the situation is, Um Here's a tremendous alternative. They'll be at home, but you're not the teacher. Freedom Project Academy. They take a classical approach to education. And if you're fed up with the never-ending agenda of the left in our schools across America, this is exactly right up your alley. Uh, Freedom Project Academy doesn't accept any federal funding at all. So they can stay committed to teaching your kids how to think, not what to think, the way it used to be done the way our founders were educated. You can enroll full-time and just let them handle it, or you can start with a single class, whatever you know fits your needs and your budget. It's completely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com right now and get that free information kit. Enroll- enrollment ends in July, but the classes fill up way before that. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Pat Gray, only... On the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Uh, breaking news on the sports scene. Mm. Des Bryant was just cut by the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's big news. Now, they had a big uh, meeting, I guess, scheduled between Jerry Jones and Des Bryant today. I think Jerry's goal was to get him to take a pay cut. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. he's the last three years has not been performing at a $12.5 million level. Uh, he's got, I think he has three touchdown catches in the last three years. That's mm. yeah, not really. Yeah. Wow. I don't think that's adequate. Well, I think one was, you know, taken away from him against the Packers. Well, that's recall. for sure. And, and obviously now that rule states he, that would have been a catch. Yep. They probably beat the Packers, but no, no sense in crying over spilled sure. milk. Sure. Why would you want to go relitigate? You that? don't want to relitigate that. Packers. That's, fan. uh, that's water under the bridge, sure. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I think they were trying to convince him to take a, a pay cut, and he must have told him to take a hike. And so he'll be a free agent, I guess, after being cut. Triple eight nine hundred. I make a pretty. I think he'd look really good in uh, Packer green and gold. Hmm. I really, who, I think so. You know who else would look uh, good in Packer green and gold is uh, Jordy Nelson. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's but now in uh, silver and black. Yeah. Wow. That was yeah. sheer sorry, insanity. Sorry. About that. sorry. Thank you for that reminder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun Friday. Yeah, right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Elroy in Alabama, you're on the Blaze. Hey guys, uh, love hey. the show. Listen to you on um, on the uh, well on my phone. Okay, <laughs> great, and I uh, love it. So back uh, when I was in uh, radio in the eighties, we uh, we had a particular song that uh, was in the hot list. It wasn't a, a top forty station or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it, it was. It was nauseous. Just you, just every time you heard it, you just wanted to throw up. You were just through <laughs> with it. You could not hear it enough. So, uh, as you mentioned, the cart. Um, one of my uh, associates took that cart, put duct tape on the front and the back of it, took it out back, and put a bullet through it. <laughs> Did it uh, then, explode pretty nicely? No, no. The duct, the duct tape managed to do that. Wow, he's in a thirty. He's in a thirty-eight or something. It and held it, it together. Explode. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. And then he goes and puts it right back in the rack. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea because uh, then they can probably trace something happening back to whoever uh, did we, it. We worked overnight. They didn't even know who we were most of the time. Most of our <laughs> most of our memos that came out would have like you know attention Frank, Bob, Joe, Kelly. And everyone else. Ooh, we were great. everyone else. Uh-huh. And we actually started calling ourselves everyone else on the air. But that was another. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's funny. I like for that. a show right there. So do you remember what the song was? Well, I, I, I don't need to. It was, it was a Christian radio station. Oh, okay. And it, and it, was, right. it was done by Amy Grant, <laughs> and it was just completely burned out. We also had one of her album covers hanging from... You know, it's hanging in the in the uh, studio. Yeah, he put a bullet in that too, and how get it wow. right back up. Wow. Yeah, those uh, those days don't come back where you can put bullets into station property. I was just about to say, not that be fired gives a whole new meaning to uh, number one with a bullet. Thanks, Elroy. Right. It, that in part shows you how much fun radio was back in the day, and how much it's changed now. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, you just like you can't do it. And maybe you shouldn't be pull, putting bullets into the into the cartridges the uh, station owns, but different time period, boy. A different time period. Hmm. There was a station Glenn and I were uh, considering 
and they were going to fl- fly us down, but I, I didn't go. I, I don't remember why. But Glenn went down by himself to a uh, pers- perspective station we were thinking about working for. Mm-hmm. And the weekend he was there, they set up this party bus. And the party bus was filled with several kegs of beer that they were drinking on the bus as they drove around town and then wound up at a strip club. <laughs> and even then, Glenn didn't imbibe in that. He chose not to go in and obviously wasn't drinking. But it just shows the mindset of the the rowdiness and the carefree attitude radio stations used to have. Ooh, not like that anymore. Yeah, not like... And you know who it was really that kind of changed was the the buttoned up Clear Channel Corporation. I was just about to say Clear Channel. I I, I yep. started working <clears throat> after college. I started working for a Clear Channel station, and it had previously been owned by JCOR. Yeah, oh, JCOR was nuts. Okay, so this was a JCOR station we were mm-hmm. considering. So it was just a couple of years mm-hmm. removed from JCOR ownership, and to hear the stories. Just like you're alluding to, so these yep. were guys. They were like, uh, yep. "Well, you know." And you talk about sexual man. harassment in the Me Too movement. Woo! I just missed the fun wow. radio days by a year or two. Yeah, those. You know, late '90s uh, is about when the yeah. changeover started happening. Yeah, mid to mid to late '90s. Yeah, changed Damn. completely. Joe in Georgia. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Hey, fellas, what's hey. happening? You are, man. <clears throat> you're happening. Um. You know, I, I feel like you might have touched on it uh, for a couple minutes uh, earlier in the week, and I know Glenn's talked about it a couple times, where some of the bigger banks, City and Bank of America, I think it was, yeah. that are they're refusing to bank the gun companies now, right? Yes. And, right. and, and City I just Bank, wondered, I just, just to make it clear to everybody listening, the two bank uh, companies that have done that so far are City and Bank of America. Right. So, yeah. go ahead. And uh, I wonder, when you walk into a Citibank or a Bank of America, and there's a guard there, and yeah. he's got a, a belt on, what is that he's got in his belt? Is, does he use a mini bat in there, or a rock, <laughs> or does he have a gun there? <laughs> that, that's point number one. Point number two yeah. is, you know, the the, the sort of the, the, the news clip or whatever where they were interviewing the... I think it was the Bank of America person, and they, and they said, these are weapons of war, weapons of war. We're not going to be involved with weapons of war. You know, Boeing, Northrop Grumman, SAIC, mm-hmm. Raytheon, um, th- those are actual war machine companies, right? Right. They're making bombs. They're making uh, jets. They're making fighters, all kind, all kinds of cannons, every, tanks, everything. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they bank. Are, are they going to stop banking them, or or is their money too green? <laughs> like when you've got a hundred billion dollars or whatever the number is in the bank, mm-hmm. is City going to is City going to kick them out, or is Bank of America going to get kick kick them out? Yeah, these these are good questions that will never be answered by these hypocrites. No, uh, you know but, another question that'll never be answered. Yeah. is. Keith had to go to college to get this job, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's uh, so, uh, maybe your most uh, insightful uh, point, right there, Joe. Also, one more thing. Yeah, Falcons <laughs> suck. Okay, well. <laughs> he took a couple of hits there. Thank you, Joe. I don't know. Uh, I and he's calling for, from Georgia too. Yeah, Appreciate the call. I feel like the superintendent in Katy, Texas. All of a sudden, what did I do? <laughs> right. I, I don't remember you. <laughs> I. Uh, 
don't remember <laughs> sticking your head in the toilet. Um, I will say that uh, I met uh, Carrie at the University of Nebraska, so put that in your pipe. <clears throat> okay. It was, it, was wor- it was worth going to college for that. Well, yeah. So there you have it. I would think so. Mm-hmm. When you meet your uh, your companion for life, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Feel good. Free speech. Friday. More coming up. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Free speech. Fun Friday. Mostly fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. Or you can uh, tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Uh, Girl on Fire says, who's foreigner? Uh-oh. You guys talk about them all the time, but I've never heard of them. Huh. That can't be right. I mean, are you, is she kidding? Is she just... Girl, are you just playing me? Is that what you're doing? I don't know. Because it's hurting. Doesn't it hurt? It hurts. Okay. Because, I mean, it's urgent. But you know who they are. And in fact, uh, Caitlin wittily replied, (laughs) it's urgent that you check them out. How many guys can do that? Not many. Hmm. That's what she said. Uh, I, I read a review of Foreigner once that uh, stated Lou Graham has the voice Robert Plant wishes he did. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Robert, I went there. Robert Plant's I went there, voice yo. works. Yeah, Robert okay. Plant's great. I mean, I would not take anything away from him, but Lou Graham was pretty, pretty exceptional. Hmm. Huckleberry John says Foreigner should show up every induction ceremony and just start an impromptu concert. I think I'd show up every year just to see <laughs> yeah. that. That'd be great. Uh, Nicole tweets out, do you think if Foreigner changed their name to Undocumented Foreigner, <laughs> they would get put in faster? <laughs> they should try that. Very good. That's uh, great. <laughs> that's really, that's funny. Nice job. 888-900-3393. Uh, Jimmy in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Brother hey. Love Pat. Uh, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, it's your favorite veteran mailman from Utah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I listen to your show... <laughs> I listen to your show all the time. It's some of the times that you do impersonations, I'm delivering, hand-delivering mail to a customer, and it is so hard to not just laugh out <laughs> loud in front of this person when I have a headset and they don't know what I'm saying, why, why I'm laughing. Um, I was the guy that called about Jenny's number, and I was curious. Oh, yeah. I heard you on one episode talking about it. I did. I use that every time I go to a Kroger <laughs> or yeah. Tom Thumb or anywhere. Awesome. And it works and it every single time. You were right. You were right. Absolutely. It's great. Um, real, real quick, I don't know if you guys have the Jeffy segment yet, but can you Not pass yet. the word on to Jeffy for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, let him know that that photo I took last year, I'm still going to get it to him. It's just still printing. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, before, 
<laughs> Before you go, what is your favorite Pat impersonation? If he could just hear just one. Oh, it's, it's got to be the children. The, okay, okay. The children. With children. Okay, so how close are you right now to making a delivery to somebody at their door? Uh, I'm in a residential area, so it's, it's when I'm doing the businesses that I have to keep my composure. Uh, there's not anybody around right now, thankfully, oh, and there's no right. dogs barking. Okay. Man, I appreciate it. I'll still be listening. Though. Thanks, Thanks on, Jimmy. Okay, thank appreciate you. it. Thanks. I think you should wait a few minutes and just yeah. randomly in the middle of a story, Pat. Just, just for the children. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love the children, the 12 year old children. And that's the problem, Michael, is that mm-hmm. you do. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So again, the uh, rock and roll induction ceremony is tomorrow, and uh, the band name Foreigner that Girl on Fire has never heard of, mm. supposedly. Yeah, let's see if she's uh, updated. Once again, not Uh-oh. nominated, not inducted. Uh oh. Some of the other big bands, you know, we were talking about the eighties recently, and while I don't like this band, you think Depeche Mode belongs? Yeah. People, people are pushing for Depeche Mode. Yeah. Um, I mean, if these, other, if these other bands are in, if yeah. that's the standard that we've already seen, then absolutely put them in. And by the way, Girl on Fire has confirmed she does not know. She's serious. Yeah, she's serious. Mm-hmm. How old? Okay, you got to ask how old she is. Don't ask a lady how old yes, she is. Yes, you do in this case. <clears throat> when, they're, when they don't know who Foreigner Never heard of Foreigner? Okay, Come here on. we go. Got to ask. Also, um, Motorhead is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would not. Uh, I don't know their music much. Yeah, I Devo, no way do they belong. New Order, I wouldn't put them in. You would put New Order in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Sure, just just based on the self-titled album alone that came out in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, what is this website? COS, it's called? Oh, Consequence of Sound. Okay. Dot net. Uh, This is their list. Television? Okay, like Girl on Fire. I've never heard of them. Me either. Um, let's see. They've been snubbed for 17 years, though, uh, if that helps. The Pixies? No, they don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Stop it. Iron Maiden? Doesn't belong. Roxy Music? No. It's interesting, though, that every hip publication that delves into music... Every one of them is in love with Rocky, Roxy Music. I don't, I don't know what their appeal is, but they've been snubbed for a total of 20 years now. Sonic Youth, <clears throat> they don't belong either. Hmm. Stop it. Where are the Connells? Are the Connells on that list? I'll bet list? you the Connells are on this list because no, it's, sort of, no, it's that sort of feel to these artists. Nobody knows that great band, the most underrated band of all time, the Connells, Raleigh, North Carolina. Sorry. <clears throat> Brian Eno. I don't know who oh, that yeah, is he, either. He produced a lot of... Uh, he's like the fifth member of U2, effectively. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I mean, he's in recording sessions, stuff like that, yeah. Kate Bush. <laughs> no. Come on now. Stop it. Okay, this one I can go along with. The Cure. To me, they belong. Wow, I'm surprised they're not in. Yeah, I am too. They're hip. They were good. They had some music that wasn't totally out there that, you, you know, you had to be totally eclectic to listen to. Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tina Turner. Oh. If you're talking about soul, R&B, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you could go there. I I wouldn't. The Smiths, again, another darling of Yeah, they should be an absolutely. Rolling Stone. Absolutely. 
John Coltrane is, isn't he a jazz musician? Yeah, what are we, okay. Put him in the Jazz Hall of Fame. Man. He's been snubbed in the Rock Hall of Fame for 36 years. Well, that's because it's the Rock (laughs) Hall of Fame. I know. Dude played a sax. Uh, Here's another one. This is just one of those, uh, I don't like commercial music lists. Commercial music is so passe. I don't like it when people try to make money from their craft. (laughs) It could be you too and just download it for free. Joy Division. Stop well, that's, it. See, Come that's on. up there with uh, ridiculous. New Order. Hey, check this out. Girl on Fire wants you to know she's 30 years old, does not know who Foreigner is, and Sarah Ritter says she's 23 and doesn't know who Foreigner is either. Wow. So we're old is kind of the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Oh, Girl on Fire is All on right. the phone. Okay. Let me just finish this list. No, let's go through this list. Whitney Houston, uh-huh. number two on this list uh, at, at uh, Consequence of Music, and number one. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is hard to believe. Well, uh, I'm not a fan, but Radiohead? Okay. Everybody's in love with Radiohead. Look, the first three albums were genius, and I thought they were on a path to being one of the greatest bands of all time. Then they got all experimental and so artsy and all this crap, and they never came back. Mm. And so after the first, the first three albums are incredible. That's right up the alley of like Rolling Stone and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, Okay. Mary in Wyoming, you are Girl on Fire. Yep. And you don't know who Foreigner, you've literally never heard of Foreigner. (laughs) No, I haven't, which is crazy because I grew up on older music because of my mom, but I've never heard of them before. (laughs) So apparently your mom wasn't a fan of foreigner right i guess not i guess not well so are you kind of familiar now have you ever heard any of their stuff nope you still haven't I just see you guys talk about them yeah wow all right well i'm going to give you an example here in a second all right oh, okay well so okay. hang, hang on the phone and we'll come back to you all right all right i want to get your thoughts and uh this is going to drive people crazy but i'm just play a little snippet here just a little snippet of <laughs> Uh-oh. Except this is a live version of something. Yeah, this isn't the real version. Ah, darn it! I thought that was too easy to find. <laughs> yeah. That's not even Lou Graham, that's our new guy. Ah, darn it! Well, never mind it, well, Mary, but look up look up their music uh, on iTunes. At like, 3 o'clock Eastern. Are you a rock and roll fan? Or <laughs> Yeah. And what, what's, yeah. like, give me an idea of some of your favorite bands. Um, shoot. I like all kinds. Like, I like Aerosmith. I like Nirvana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aerosmith, Nirvana, you like uh, Pearl Jam, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look up for it and, and let us know. Uh, after you've listened right. to a few of their their hits, all right, all right, all right cool. Thanks, Mary. Mm-hmm. Educating America, mm-hmm. one youngster at a time. You gonna educate him with some Connells music later too? No, I'm not. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't care about the Connells. Oh, that hurts my feelings. Yes. I mean, I'm there for you for a foreigner. You know, it's a big boy life. You got to have some big boy disappointment from time to time. <laughs> Noted, <laughs> like a balloon <laughs> flying away into the stratosphere. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Do you hear about the the hack of YouTube the other day? Uh oh, no. Somebody hacked in and deleted a bunch of the all time best selling clips. Wow. That they've ever had. Like they they deleted the all time most popular video on YouTube, which had a little over three billion views. Oh no, tell me it's not. It's a song called Despacito oh, or something. Okay. Despacito. It's in Spanish. Hmm. 
and I had never heard of it. And I, I never, I didn't know the song. I didn't know the artist. So I went to the video and I think I know why maybe there, I had a little clue. It features, uh, uh, some girls and one in particular who's attractive. And so, but I mean, to the point where 3 billion people have watched it. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. And then number two, I think, is that uh, Gangnam thing. See, that's what I thought you were going to say. By that guy. Second. Yeah, he's almost at three billion. If YouTube was hacked, uh huh, then effectively Google was hacked because yes. they own YouTube, right? Which means they're just I don't know a couple degrees of separation from our info that Google has. <sighs> yeah. Well, so yeah, you think that's any safer than it was with Facebook, where eighty-seven million people's information got out there? Yeah. No, they're not. They're no safer. Uh... But that brings us back to downer stuff, and we don't necessarily yeah, want to go that. there. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you about something that is great. It's really convenient. It'll help you uh, improve in your shooting. It'll save you money. It is called iTarget Pro. It's revolutionized home firearm training. Because, first of all, there's almost no such thing as home firearm training before iTarget Pro. You don't want to be shooting your your weapon inside of your house because you know bullets have a tendency to wind up somewhere and do some damage anyway iTarget Pro uses your actual gun so you can become proficient with the firearm you're actually going to use in real life yeah and it utilizes your smartphone then there's an app that you get so you get the app you have your smartphone you put the sm- smartphone in in its position and there's a laser in place of the bullet, so it detects for you exactly where you hit the target. Yeah, think of it this way. This is a great training tool for your kids. For sure. I mean, you don't have to go and waste the money at the range. You And the, yeah. in the comfort of your own home, your children are getting comfortable with weapons, and they are using iTarget, but you're not using your bullets. I mean, this is just great. Yeah, go to uh, Cabela's and find out how much the ammo is. Ugh. It's outrageous right now. So you can save money. And you can be more proficient, and you train in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Plus, save 10% with the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Oh, yeah. Triple Eight, 900, hmm. uh, Welcome. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, little taste. Uh, just a little taste mm. for the youth. <laughs> what a shame it is. And I tell my kids all the, all the time. And they kind of agree with me now because 
they've uh, my middle son went to a concert that he, of a band he absolutely loved when we lived in Houston. Uh, it was the All American Rejects. And he went to see him live. They were performing, I don't know, I think they were actually at a mall or something. And he came back so disappointed because he realized, hmm, they actually can't sing and play very well. It must be all fixed in the studio. And, and the artists from the past, like, well, Foreigner, are musically talented. They are actually good. They can actually sing these songs live and perform them for you. Outside of the studio setting where you can do all kinds of magical things because mm-hmm. they can't hit a note and they can't play a chord. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's sad that this millennial generation miss, missed out on so much great music. Um, Mary in Florida, you're on The Blaze. Hey, Mary. Hello. Go ahead. Hello. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to say something about Foreigner. I saw them two years ago um, at a show in Atlantic City. Uh-huh. Um, there were about 600 people in the audience, and there were various ages. It surprised me that there were such even younger people there. Where did and they play that it was only 600 people? It was at um, the Borgato okay. Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Is that sold and out was, for that venue, or is that? It was sold out. Oh, okay. It was sold out. Wow. And it was fantastic. And, you know, even with Kelly Hansen as the, the lead singer, I mean, they were so awesome. They played. For two hours straight, and I mean, the whole crowd was just rocking, and it just—it was such. You know, I'm 64, so I grew up with that. Yeah. And it was just amazing to be there and know that you know, even after all these years, they still got it. And That's awesome. Recently, I was with my niece, who's 29, and I said something about saying foreigner, and she goes, "Who's foreigner?" <laughs> and I said, "You don't know foreigner." And wow. just right then, a song, a former song came on, and she goes, oh, Aunt Mary, I love this song. And I said, Julianne, <laughs> that's Foreigner. <laughs> and she says, oh, my gosh. And it was just so funny because, you know, the kids like the music, but they don't even know who they are. Yeah, right. I know. But it was it was such an awesome experience. And um, Kelly Hansen came out into the audience, um, and it was just, it was so great. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't know who decides. Who goes into the Hall of Fame? But yeah, I don't know what's wrong with them. I know I mean, it's ridiculous. That's good music. So that's did good music. did you uh, throw your underwear up on stage or anything for him? Um, I was in row five, <laughs> and Kelly Hansen collects scarves, like you know, knit scarves, put around your neck. Yeah, yeah, you can tell I'm a fan. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And anyway, I had it was in October, so I had a scarf around my neck. He was right there next to us. In row five, I was in row five, and I wanted so bad to climb over the people <laughs> next to me to get to him, to at least put my scarf around his neck. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> at a minimum, that's what you want to do. I mean, I would, have, I would have given it to him if he wanted it. <laughs> but no, I had to hold myself back, but I was, I was just, I, was, I think I was starstruck. But this guy, he does pull off the Lou Graham vocals for, adequately? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a little bit of a different tone. Yeah. Um, but I mean, bring him up. It's Kelly Hansen and, um, listen to some of the stuff now. I mean, it's old, old songs that yeah. it's re- re- remade and, um, he's good. He's very good. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mary. So I, it's just hard when the original vocalist is not there anymore. Yeah. You know, 
It's just it's it's hard to accept the imitation, even though this guy I have heard him uh, sing some of the songs. He's pretty good. He's just not he's he's not Lou Graham. Okay, but you've got a couple of opportunities to see them here locally. Mm-hmm. You're going right? Maybe totally going because uh, one's coming up on April 28th, about an hour from here. Oh, you know what? We are going to that. Okay, up in Oklahoma uh, for. My daughter, for Christmas, I think it was, she uh. bought me tickets to that show. Oh, cool. I hope yeah. the world so doesn't are, end before we're April going to 28th. Um, and then again, they're coming back just down, like literally a mile and a half from here on July 21st. So if you, you're going to go to both of them, aren't you? Uh, well, I'll make at least one. Mm-hmm. I can't commit to both. Mm-hmm. I am a busy man, Keith. You think I got nothing but time for rock concerts? With oh, a foreigner? <laughs> I believe you would make time. <laughs> uh, but... You know, this this guy feels inadequately from everything I've heard mm-hmm. people say. And then the other one who was uh, a pretty good facsimile was that guy that Journey found in a in a uh, Journey tribute band to replace Steve Perry. Oh, wow. That guy That's sounds cool. almost exactly like Steve Perry. And but uh, other than that, though, it's really tough when you got the, you know, because it's 40 years down the road. So. Very few of these bands actually have the original members still intact. I think ELO is is doing a tour right now, and they do have Jeff Lynne and most of the guys still in there. Hey, I'm, you two formed in 1976. Oh, they, that's, they're one of the few. They're still around, the and, four of them. And they've never broken up, have they? Not at all. That's amazing. It is. It's really cool. <laughs> Some, that's a real tribute to those guys. You can't help but get sick of each other after all that time. <laughs> Plus the egos, yeah, the drugs and alcohol that get in the way, the oh. traveling, the jealousies. There's a lot that goes into that. I think Adam Clayton maybe missed two shows in Australia once uh, because of an alcohol problem. Other than that, and been... Adam Clayton for the for you two the bass player normal you knew this okay yeah sure sure I I've keep track of the names I, I apologize I'm sorry. The guy who plays the bass guitar for U2 <laughs> missed two shows in okay. around 1993. Other than that, they've been... Mm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, today is National Thomas Jefferson Day. Yeah, it is. Honoring the birth of the third president of the United States. Um, I like this. Most known as the primary author of the Declaration of Independence... You know, actually, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Fact is, when you I know. ask them on college campuses, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. It's uh, Anyway, he had a vast library of 6,500 books, mm-hmm. which was why when he died, he willed it to Congress, and it started the Congressional Library. No, wait. I, he, he donated that before he died. Yeah, before he died. Yeah, and then he yeah. started a new collection. And the thing that's so cool about him is that he was an inventor, really. You never really hear about this. You go to Monticello, man. It's really cool, some of the stuff that he created there. But he actually, you know, we obviously didn't have copy machines, kids. Um, Mm -hmm. He would write uh, a letter, and he had this little contraption that would go across the other side of the room, and there would be a pencil and a paper over there. So he would have a duplicate of every letter he sent. Very cool. Yeah, he was a scientist of agriculture. He was, as you said, uh, an inventor. He was into paleontology. He was an astronomer. He was a philosopher. He was, a lot of people don't know this, he was hugely into uh, the weather. And he used to keep extensive, detailed records of of the weather in Virginia. Yeah, he was also big on uh, Native American history. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, probably the first, right? Yep, probably. Very cool. And a smart guy. In fact, John F. Kennedy was, uh, when he was president, 61 or 62, somewhere in there, uh, he was hosting this gigantic dinner of 100 or 150 people honoring scientists that were there. They were all scientists and Nobel Prize winners from uh, the Western Hemisphere. And he got up and he said, I want to welcome everybody who's here to the White House. I think this is the most extraordinary collection of talent, of human knowledge that has ever been gathered at the White House together. With the possible exception of when Thomas Jefferson dined here alone. (laughs) Nice. In other words, I mean, a great, brilliant compliment. That is awesome. And true. I had no idea JFK said that. That Thomas Jefferson is so intelligent, it took the the combined intelligence they gathered there didn't equal his. That's so cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, JFK had had some moments. He had a few. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Jeffy is coming up next. We will chew the fat mm-hmm. uh, to put that nicely. Uh, we also have to get into this Joy Behar moral relativism thing. It's one of the few times it, where I've ever seen Megan McCain be right on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of fun. That's a fun Friday fact. Uh, coming up in just a sec on The Blaze. Pat Gray. Only on The Blaze Radio Network. Uh, time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Hello, happy Friday the thirteenth. Oh, I just wanted to. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, it's just like the movie. So, I mean, just like it. like I thought it was playing. <laughs> I know. Were you playing the clip or? Yes, that's yeah, actual scene. Screen. Actual I... scene from the movie right there. <laughs> Plus a couple of wrap ups. Uh, you brought back a you brought back a nice sweet memory to my life earlier when you were mentioning J Core. Oh uh, yeah, J Core broadcast. Good times, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, good times. Beer, good in the, times. Beer in the cooler. Kegs on the bus. Plenty for of a prospective plenty employee. Of, plenty of uh, going to a strip club. Plenty of uh, particulates that some people thought were illegal. Uh, a lot of people didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, woof, man. Yeah, Clear Channel came in and cleaned house. Yep. After we were kicking their butt for yep. years. Culture mm-hmm. had to change just a little just bit a in j Just a little mm-hmm. Just a tad. And then Roxy Music. You don't know Roxy don't know, don't know, like Music? I know who they music. are, but no, I don't like them. I mean, I know they're the hip choice for they are. everybody. Everybody loves them. Because of uh, Brian Ferry and Brian yeah. uh, Brian Eno mm-hmm. and Phil Manderson, uh, Manzanera, right? From uh, Manzanera. Manzanera. Phil Manzanera. Yeah, I not remember his stupid name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones, yeah. I mean, they're the ones that everybody thinks they're really hip if they like. Everybody, yeah. If you if you like rock, oh, this rock music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was they've been hip for like that for. If quite you want a while. to seem hip to somebody who's yes. 
Absolutely. You know, a uh, rock a, elitist. A music snob. Uh, one yeah. of my favorite bands is Roxy Music, music, music of course. With, Bri- with Brian Eno was playing with them. <laughs> Uh, Brian, he brought out the best of Brian Ferry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and your boy, he killed himself. Move on, Keith. <laughs> In excess. <laughs> I, I think your that's boy. actually better than the way he... I don't believe. believe. I, I don't like to think that he was so miserable that he took yeah, his he own did. life. He is pretty he miserable. Did. He had a lot of drugs in his system. He was fighting with the. He was fighting with the ex of. Uh, That's what I started to get into earlier. Yeah, you get. I mean, he was arguing and because he couldn't get the kid. He had a kid with. Uh, right. um, yeah. Okay, so he was with Helena Christensen. They were married. Okay? Right. So then he cheated on her with, who you're talking about, um, Yates, Paula Yates, right? Right. Who was who was uh, the mother of his child? Right. Tiger but she, Lily, but she was also the wife of. Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof. <laughs> I wasn't going to get into this with She Pat. was the wife with, of Bob Geldof at the That's, time. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. And so, Bob Geldof, <clears throat> of course, is now known for his charitable work and AIDS foundation right. or whatever he does. Uh, but he also was the founding member, lead singer of Boomtown Rats. There you go. Comes full yeah. circle. And, and I love these uh, little rock and roll uh, groupie triangles because you know oh they're all in it i mean the uh, most famous of which is probably george harrison and eric clapton mm. fighting over uh patty what's her face mm-hmm. uh, oh yes well look at I mean, look she at was stupid- she was george's wife first george wrote the song something for her uh eric clapton wrote the song layla for her <laughs> and he wrote the song wonderful tonight for her Wow. So du- during two of those uh, Eric Clapton pieces, she was married to his best friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a problematic. I have the story down at the bottom of the pile, but it fits right in. The, the Hotel Chelsea <laughs> in New York, where they all stayed, they're selling the doors, the actual room doors. Mm. Oh. And like uh, mm. the door to the room used by singers Janis Joplin and Leonard Cohen during their doing an affair fetched $85,000. So, wow! All these all these doors are selling. Uh, Dylan Dylan's door sold for a hundred thousand. Jeez! I'd rather have the uh, door than the bed spread. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, why would, <laughs> just move why on, would, please. Thanks. Uh, the Jimi Hendrix room went for thirteen thousand. Madonna, who was on our list of uh, most admired women or whatever yesterday, mm-hmm. she only got like thirteen thousand. Wow! Well, she's door. still alive. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, Which is uh, amazing if you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And uh, the the uh, Sex Pistols uh, door, where uh, where Johnny Rotten was supposed to have murdered his girlfriend, Nancy Spungen, uh was sold for 52000 too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You knew that was going to be a little higher because yeah. the intrigue there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. was supposed to have murdered her there, but they... Uh, he died Plus, of, he's, he died those of, guys are dead. Oh, yeah. So. He, well, he died of an overdose before the trial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to try you with murder. Eh, not before I do an overdose of heroin. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we're not going to move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And do you know, I, uh, coming up at the end, you're, you have until the 27th of this month, if we last that long. So I'd do it before right. the 23rd. Right. Okay, because the 23rd, it's over. Got to get on that. So you want to get mm-hmm. this done before the 23rd, so you already have it. you already have it on there. Uh, you're going to be able to uh, have your name put on a microchip aboard NASA's historic Parker Solar Probe, and you're going to be able to touch the sun. Want to join NASA on a historic <laughs> mission of discovery? The first ever spacecraft wow. to the sun, NASA's Parker Solar Probe, 
will launch this year on a course to orbit through the heat of our star's corona. Don't, don't do it because I want to ask you. Don't look it up because I want to ask you when it's over, okay? Because I know Space the answer you're looking for. We'll also carry my name to the sun and your name and the names of everyone who wants to join this voyage of extreme exploration. Parker's Solar cool. Probe is going to help us learn about how the sun works and how it affects life and technology here on Earth. Add your name. Wait, what more? Wow. This summer, we're going to touch the sun. Nice. Wow. Okay. So I William know, Shatner I, I know what has... you're looking for. Oof. I know what you're looking for. So I know the answer that you're looking for. How old is he? Take a shot. <sighs> 84. All right. See, now this morning, mm-hmm. before I knew the answer, I said 80. Mm-hmm. 87. 87. What? 87. Okay, well, I got to take back what no, I was thinking thank then. Thank you, me it's too. 87. <laughs> I know. It's just that he seems to have lost a little something. There's something the missing. last time we saw him on the on the commercials, the, the uh, yeah, Priceline price stuff. I mean, he was a little more well, spry, it seems like. for about 10 years or so now, right? Has it been Something that long? Something like that. I think so. I don't know, but wow. When you don't see him for a while and, you know, we're all getting up there and, and then, woo, it kind of hits you. It sure does. Ooh, it sure does. Bill got a little older. Well, well <laughs> But 80 for 87, he looks great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, and he's William Shatner. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. come on. Yeah. He's William Shatner. But I know. Yeah. I'm with you. Because that's I felt the same way. Been I watching exactly that guy for a long time. Exactly what you're. I was like, no, don't, don't, don't. Because I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. Yeah. So wait a second. Why are they doing this big elaborate trip to the sun when Mad Mike Hughes has made it clear to us, right, mm-hmm. his ilk, that it's not? I mean, it's like, it's right there. Thirty-seven miles out. It's right there. I don't it's understand right why we're doing this special. Yeah, I don't either. Trip. It's right there. Kind of weird. Okay. Well, I, you know, it could be. Look. No when, you, when you pull a hoax over the United States and the world for so long, you've got to continue the hoax every now and then mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. provide the outlet for, to cover up for the rest of them. That's obviously what they're trying to do I mean, that's what here. they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know, right? I mean, the Parker probe <laughs> is going to fly and just blow up in front of the sun. It's going to be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. microchip with your name on it, gone. Well, they're shooting it at the sun, so eventually, yes, it's going to burn up. <laughs> So. Burn up into the sun. You know that flaming pile of yeah. fire in the sky? Uh, that's two million degrees. Yeah. I, I don't think the word sun means what you think it means, NASA. <laughs> it's going to destroy. I mean, we know world. that there's going to be a flash off of that star that is going to, we're going to be done. It's mm. going to be over, right? One day, a giant, a giant flash, done. And I either the whole star explodes. That's the way it's no, going to go. Happen. But you know, it's uh, going to happen. The whole okay. Thing, done. Mm-hmm. Just a poof. All right. Well, he would look know. Up, he was around when the sun. You'll look up, and there's going to be a problem. Was created, and mm-hmm. perhaps you can, you can watch the new uh, uh, Netflix show, uh, Dark Sun. Give you a little idea of what could possibly happen in the future, too. Is there one? Uh, bull- there's a show called Dark Sun. Yeah, Dark Sun. It's a sci-fi thing. Yeah, it's kind of a big guy movie, though, for you. It's oh. got murder and stuff in it. It is a, a movie or yeah, a series. A series. There's five, five or six episodes. Hmm. Is that all there's ever going to be? Or should I wait about six years till they compile the whole thing? And <laughs> there very well could be watch. a dark sun. There could be a continuation. Yes. Do you find that's they a problem like, now? You, no. you want to make sure uh, you want to look ahead and see if there's like I don't care. multiple seasons. I mean, I enjoy. I don't I en- like to get into it, and there's only five, I, and I'm done. I enjoy I like multiple that. seasons, but I 
if it if it looks good and it's got five, I'm I'm binging you're, the five right fine. now. No, now okay. Let's do the five right now and get it over with. All right, and then and then let's go. Yeah, because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so they're, yeah, they're, they're good. They're, you can I mean you can blow through five. Easy. Oh, in one sitting. Oh, hello. <laughs> one sitting. I mean, you stop maybe once, maybe twice. Bathroom ice cream uh. done. <laughs> Are you watching me at home? Okay, Al Roker. That is creepy, man. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to stay for the opens. Man, it's just go yeah. through a boom. You save yeah. so much time. Right. And so uh, Bull City Burger in uh, Bull City Burger and Brewery, a Durham-based restaurant, offering a menu item as part of its sixth annual Exotic Meat Month promotion, serving burgers made from meats eaten around the globe. Alligator, iguana, python, bison, turtle, and bugs. But for the second year in a row, Bull City Burger has offered the tarantula challenge. The burger can be cooked to the customer's preference, and Bull City Burger describes the tarantula as lightly salted and oven-baked. Now... An oven baked tarantula. Well, you see it on the screen. It's burger. gorgeous, I'm not beautiful. Look you at see, the screen. since a limited uh, since a limited eighteen zebra tarantulas are available for customers to try. That's great. Uh, you have to come and uh, register and sign up for the raffle. Sign up for the raffle. How are they going to handle the mad dash? Well, I don't know, and I hope they. Uh, there's only eighteen of them, so they only have to provide. I mean, if you do it, you're going to get a T-shirt and woo a T-shirt and bragging rights. You know, if it was fifty thousand dollars, maybe I'd eat a tarantula. But why, why would you? Why would you do that for a T-shirt? Lightly salted, and a little ketchup. I mean, ick. Wow, that's a little crunchy, a little, uh, little tasty on the, oh. on the burger. Oh, it's actually vomitous. <laughs> vomitous. I have no idea why you'd want to eat that. I, wow. I really, some of the other, I mean, I've eaten a lot of exotic meats. Have you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's used, the most exotic you've ever had? Oh, they used to bring them in. I know I've had some tiger. Have you really? Yeah. They, no. Yeah, they had. Aren't they endangered? You can't kill and eat a tiger. They've had, uh, I've had bison. <laughs> what are you talking turtle. about? Turtle. Well, bison's not exotic anymore. Alligator. You've had turtle? Had gator, turtle. Uh, I tried alligator once at Disneyland. Gator's good. Disney World. It was, Gator's good. yeah. yeah. Um, I love tastes uh, like tough chicken. I had some snakes. I don't know if it was a python or not, but I've had some snakes. Um, I've eaten bugs on this network. I, I guess talking about. I guess the better question would be: Is there any type of food you have not eaten? Yeah, no. shorter list. In our next story, <laughs> uh, st- <laughs> in our next story. Uh, speaking of uh, things, why would you do? Um, the health ministers in South Korea have uh, asked people to stop mis- mixing wasps. Into their soju drinks, uh, the, mm. the the Koreans have started their. Um, uh, it's a Korean wasp. It's called uh, the. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's nasty. It's a bizarre internet craze that started, and they just mix it up into the drink. Okay, Why? Hold on a second. Uh, hold on. If a story involves mm, the phrase "bizarre internet craze," believe wasp soju relieves high blood pressure, <sighs> benefits diabetes. <clears throat> Does it do any of those things? Now others add centipedes and earthworms to the alcoholic <sighs> drink. Wow. For a health tonic. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yum, mm-hmm. yum, yum, yum. Jeez. Um, the combination uh, causes some people to suffer severe allergic reactions and may lead to life-threatening choking. That's all, though. <laughs> I mean, other than that, the health benefits other than that are great. Perfect. If yeah. you could get past the life-threatening choking, why, you're, you're good, right? You're good to go. That's it. You're fine. I mean, you're ready to go. You're ready to last another hundred years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so weird. Why? I don't know why. 
I, I don't know either. This is just sad. Dancing with the Stars is back for another season. Thank goodness. I've been worried about that. How, How many know? seasons? 206. Uh, pretty close. You yeah. just you went over, so you don't win. Did I? Yeah, oh, you dang went over. It. <laughs> close. 26. 26? Well, no. 20, this this oh, that's season. That's they do it twice a year, This right? season is the 26th season. Do they do it? They've done it twice mm, a year amazing. for 13 years, probably. Okay. Still, though. But that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> right. I Do you know I've never watched a single episode? Really? Not one? Of Dancing with I, the Stars. I, can't, I wish I could say that, but I, I have watched oof. one or two episodes. That's about it. I Not mean, very many. No, thank you. Not very many. I don't remember why or or who it was. Had to be a woman involved, right, to convince you to do it. Because otherwise, why would you? <clears throat> like your wife, perhaps, uh, was watching? Well, or No, I mean, it may have been because of a particular woman that was going to be on the screen. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I could see you doing yeah. that, making that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, this is going to be uh, all athletes, uh, and they're all – and. Uh, Man, we're Olympic skater Adam Rippon is going to be part of it. Oh, joy. Uh, Tanya Harding <sighs> is going to be part of it. Uh, well, it's going to be good. I mean, I, I mean, and, uh, mm, mm, mm. So what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Hold on. Tanya is Harding, be on it. if she feels threatened, she's, you better watch her. She might yeah. take a baton. That yeah. would be must-see TV. Uh, see, that's not funny. Oh, it's not? <laughs> see that? It's just true. Well, that's You're not right. funny. Not it was funny. hurtful, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeffy, I I appreciate your standing up. It's been up a for very, very long time since she's had people respect her in any way. Uh-huh. So that's that's where the emotion's going to come. That's in. not true. That movie, I've heard that movie. I Tanya, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's pretty. I mean, it's it's a somewhat flattering. Yeah. Telling of yes, story, it is. Isn't and it? If, if I get if she, I mean, if she gets a standing ovation or has a huge crowd that likes her, she's she's going to cry because <laughs> now that she's a mommy, Aww. she has more emotions. Oh, okay. I mean, that's so good, mommy. You know, <laughs> don't <laughs> that whole it wasn't what you thought. Have you seen I Tanya yet? <laughs> have you actually seen it? No, I have not. No, I, I can't either. bring myself to watch it. I no. see Tanya Harding. Stop it. I know. And we were told, uh, well, I don't want to say that. That was a private conversation with our Olympic skater when he was in the building. I don't want to talk about that. But he was just saying what a good skater Tanya was. And he really? did say that. Yes, he did say that she was a great skater. Okay. <clears throat> the other stuff that we talked about, <laughs> we won't talk about on the air. Mm. Uh, if I see another headline that talks about Kaepernick not getting his shot, Mm-hmm. With the Seattle Seahawks, so tired. I thought I'm, it was going to end last year. He did get his shot with the Seahawks. Part of that shot was agreeing not to kneel. Mm-hmm. He couldn't come to that agreement. It was done. Mm-hmm. His choice, his deal. Let's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I. I. I can't believe that we're still yapping about this guy right. not getting his shot. Part of the shot. So is tired of it. Not being. Not kneeling. Yep. That's the deal. Yep. You, get, you can, when you're done in the foundry, you get to go out and do what you want. But when you're in the factory, you do what we say. That's part of the deal. Yep. I mean, it's just absolutely part of every job. Thank you. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of the players and everybody else is kind of over it, too. I mean, we I haven't heard so a big too. uproar about it. Uh-huh. They're not making a big deal. So it's like, okay, Colin, you had your shot. Yeah. We all know what you're here about. We all got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, you gonna you want to do the job or not? Yeah. I mean, it's. Ridiculous. We'll finish that up in a sec uh, with Jeffy and chewing the fat. First, let me tell you about, uh, as one of our callers said, 
early early on in the show, diet and exercise. He, he said 80% diet and 20% exercise. I'm not sure what that means in the scope of how you really work that out in your life. But here's a really key element. Riduzone. Take it with your diet and exercise program, and you really will uh, have a better chance of losing weight. So I take this with the 80% diet and the 20% exercise. Yes, exactly. Uh, It was launched by a local company that took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA that boosts your metabolism, reduces appetite, helps you to burn fat. And so with good nutrition and exercise, it's going to help you lose weight. More importantly, it'll help you keep it off. Because that's, to me, that's the hardest part. I lose weight going back and forth, back and forth, back. Keeping it off is the tough part because you're like, okay, well, I've been denying myself now for months. I just want to eat. This helps you control that. So go to RidUZone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, RidUZone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network uh president trump considering <laughs> re-entering the trans-pacific partnership unbelievable the tpp hey donald trump you down with tpp yeah you know me <laughs> i'm down with tpp i wasn't down with tpp but now i am don't I'm you thinking see about it i'm he's thinking about re- let's get back into that I just uh, can, is there anything we can count on with him? Or just one thing is what I'd like. It'll be great. Just one thing. Build Winning. the wall. Build the wall. There's an idea. There's Get an that idea. done. Well, he had a tweet this morning about the wall and how um, in San Diego they got it done because um, people there were uh, demanding it. So he's basically saying mm. it's not on me. It's not on Congress. If you live along the border, mm. you should demand it. That's yeah, well, what maybe I you should have demanded it when you uh, when you signed your uh, your uh, your bill. With uh, seven hundred billion to the military, and you know, like six for the wall. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have demanded that on the wall. Mm-hmm. Possible. That was during the same speech yesterday when he told us that uh, look, it may not look like it, mm. but he's draining the swamp. <laughs> okay. Now he said, you know, a lot of times it might not look like it, but every time he takes a shot, uh-huh. every time he gets hit, that's he's the swamp draining the swamp. Drained. Okay. All right. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look like you. No, I don't necessarily believe it, no, I'm, but uh, I'm just wondering why you're avoiding the biggest <laughs> issue of the whole day. What is that? The, I'm still, struggling. I mean, this is, this is the day you plan for. This is the day that, yeah. uh, My anniversary? brings out everything you are. Mm-hmm. It's national blame someone else day. <laughs> is that your favorite day of the year? <laughs> I can't believe you haven't, you haven't even mentioned it right. yet. Right. I'm sure you've been celebrating that's it. Because, that's because Chris Cruz didn't tell me about it. Ah, oh, boy. It's his fault. <laughs> what the hell? See what you did there? See that? See what he did? I do see what he did. Before oh, it was pretty did. good. <laughs> no, pretty I'm good. still trying to figure out that 80, 20%. 80 diet, yeah. 20% exercise. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really want to drop my exercise down to 20%, but if that'll work... <laughs> 
Uh, see, for a person like you, obviously, that's a factor. See? That's an issue. See? Yeah, because you exercise so much. No, I'm saying it's, big, I mean, it's way more than 20%. So I mean, your workouts are legendary. It. it doesn't count as right? a workout to walk from here to your office, though. That's not a workout. Well, maybe not that's for what you. you've been counting. I heard maybe that you lifted you. a two and a half ounce fork to your mouth 87 <laughs> times <laughs> at lunch alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of reps, man. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. A lot of reps. Thank you. You know, by the end, that fork gets heavy. <laughs> it does. Right? I know. You know I don't have to tell you. And yet you just kept pushing through the pain. Yeah. Yeah. Thank don't, you. Don't flex, man. Thank you. you might rip that new shirt, you know? <laughs> I already have it sewn right here. Of course, I should talk. We went to, uh, you know what Fogo to Chow is? Mm-hmm. What'd you call me? <laughs> To show. You call me that again. So, so Southern Brazilian Chirascaria. So it's uh, excellent. It's excellent. Is it all, so they, they bring, I don't know how many varieties they have now. When I used to do the commercials in Houston, it was like uh, 16 oh, different Brazilian forms beef, of yeah. steak and yeah. chicken and stuff. They roll out the racks of and they, the dessert racks. Are and the guy who cooks it awful. is the guy who brings it to your table and slices it off for you. Awesome. So good. I just. So good. I ate until I. I I almost lapsed it lapsed into a meat coma. <laughs> oh, the last man. time we went to one, I went to one in New York, in Manhattan. Oh yeah, they have and, one there. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you know you're you're just at the point of breaking, and the dessert rack rolls out, and you have to <laughs> do oh, that. My God. You got to do that. Oh, they'll throw you in jail if you say no. My wife is like, prison. let's share one. I'm not going to share what? one. What? That defeats the whole purpose share of my one? gluttony tonight. Are you talking? <laughs> you, what? No. Did you take did you off your meds? <laughs> share. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, 888-900-3393. Free speech and fun Friday. Mm-hmm. Gonna interrupt the fun for just a second. Oh no, what? What's going on? Because there are... What do you need? There's a couple of... Mm, you want me to dig through the trash? Prep now? sheet. Oh, oh I gave you like... mine too, so you've lost both. Oh no. <laughs> There you go. No, okay. You, oh, you, you just to... falsely accused really? me. Really? That we're going to make this? You just bore okay, false witness. I can take my sheet back if you'd like. No. Okay. Your grubby hands away from yes, me. Yes, sir. It's uh, fault. All right. <laughs> I promised to share something that Megan McCain said that I agree with. This is a red letter day. Thank you. <laughs> it's a red I'm letter day. I'm glad you brought this up with, from Joy Behar and Megan McCain. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Here, listen to this exchange between the two of them from yesterday. Mm. Joy Behar and... Where we have to rely on the sanity of Kim Jong-un and Putin over the president of the United States. That's where we're at. We're hoping because here's one of uh, the Russian prime minister, one of the guys over there said, we do not do diplomacy by tweet. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Issues oh, of moral relativism between someone like Kim Jong Un and Putin and President Trump. I think it's easy to sort of sit here and say that, but the reason why, why the why, Syrian why? You, think, you think Kim Jong Un is less moral think, than Trump? Do you? Yeah. Oh my yes. God! I think Putin, the aiding and abetting of Assad right now. On what topic? Chemical gassing of children. Last time I checked, America isn't doing that to anyone. Thank you. Wait a minute. Kim Jong Un. 
you, you, you what he's talking about. Joy, you, I am trying, to, I'm really trying right now, and I know that you're, that there's some frustration about the way we're communicating about this, and I completely understand it, but I will say, it's hard for me to sit here with moral relativism about many things mm. with Trump. If you think that Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin, and Bashar al-Assad, and President Trump are the exact same thing, it, it's when you lose all okay, arguments me with me in every way. What I'm saying is that I see that the two of them are backing off of war, and I don't, I see Trump provoking war. That's Trump what I say. Yes. You know how you're provoked war by aiding and abetting. If, if there's any understanding of history on this, that oh. right, Assad would not have the power he has right now if it weren't for Putin amping him up, giving him military bombing yes, that hospitals. Might be true. That's Putin did that. Trump didn't do but that. And again, the moral relativism of this. I'm talking you. about the way he's provoking wow. everybody. He's That's what tweet out. He's provoking the bear. All right, we'll be right back and we'll come back and talk some more. I mean, we're talking about what's actually happening in real life. Right. Joy. Yeah. There's a difference, a difference between a tweet and murdering people. Are you aware of that? Obviously, Joy Behar is isn't. No, she's I mean, not. that is incredible <laughs> to draw that comparison. Come on. Are you saying that Donald Trump is more moral than Kim Jong-un? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm making that wild statement. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't let care. me go out on a Even limb. Even if you think Donald Trump has been with 8,000 hookers. He's still not he's Kim still, Jong-un. No, not even close. Not or even close. Bashar Assad. He's, uh, no. I mean, that is... Or Vladimir Putin. Uh, no. Megan actually did a decent job yes, there. Yes, she did. I, I don't agree with much of what she says. And here's the interesting part. This shows you... How many times the left is so extreme and so ridiculous right. and so nuts that it makes even non-Trump supporters big Trump supporters? Right. She, I mean, it was her dad he disparaged when he said, yeah, I generally think a person's hero a hero when they don't get caught. Well, okay. You're going to deny the heroism of John McCain in Vietnam when he was in the Hanoi Hilton for five years, but only had to be there for two. After two years, the North Vietnamese were going to release him. And he said, well, unless you're releasing everybody else under my command, uh, I'm not going. Okay, well, you can stay. Stayed for three more years after that. I know. That's unbelievable. Because he didn't want his men to have that used against him the whole time. And as wonderful as that is. Then he turned out to be John McCain. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's no excuse for his Senate years at all. Uh, I'm not a fan. However, you can't take no that way. From you him. can't. No way. And you for Trump no to have done that, and then his then the McCain's sticks daughter up for him. sticks up for him, it shows right. you how nuts they are. It's, yes, I mean that's yes. unbelievable. Joy Behar should not be on television. If if she was conservative, saying equally extreme things, you'd be. Gone. Oh my gosh! In a day. Uh, it seemed to me that we can't say somebody whined, right? And we get boycotted. <laughs> Good gosh! Wow! But she can draw the comparison right. that she just yes. did. Nothing. And defend it and say that Megan McCain doesn't know what she's talking about. Nothing. Oh, that's, I mean, it's agonizing. That is hard to take. Careful, sure you're is. trying to make sense of the world. I know. Careful. I'm going to try to make sense one more time, and then we're going to move past it. Okay. <laughs> Cory Booker. Uh, at uh, a hearing yesterday with Mike Pompeo. I saw some of those. This is just really something. This All is right. their this is their new star boy too. Booker, well, I mean, yeah, I mean star man. They're talking about. I mean, is there? Sorry, it was yeah. just a joke. It was just a just a figure of speech. Right. Well, you call everybody boy. your boy. Yeah, that's just your thing. <laughs> 
That was not a racial <laughs> no, issue. No, it was not. Um, so uh, he he is grilling Mike Pompeo, and Mike Pompeo is, is going to be the director of the CIA. Tell me if this is an appropriate question for the director of the CIA. I do want to give you a chance to speak about your comments on gay and lesbians. You said in a speech that... Uh, why? Mourning uh, in America... <laughs> He's trying to be... Corey's trying that to be endorses relevant. perversion and calls it an alternative lifestyle. Those are your words. Is being gay a perversion? Senator, I, 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 when I was a politician, I had a very clear view on uh, whether it was appropriate for two same-sex persons to marry. I stand by that. So you, so it's, you do not believe it's appropriate for two gay people to marry? Senator, I continue no. to hold that view. It's the same view. And so people in the State Department, right. I, he continues to hold the view. He believes they're married it. under your leadership. You do not believe that that should be allowed. Well, Senator, I, I, we have, Senator. I, I believe it's the case we have married uh, gay couples at the CIA. You should know. I treated them with the exact same set of rights. You believe, that, you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Yes or no? Senator, if I, if I can. If yes or no, sir. Moment, if do you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Because that's what you said here Senator, in one of your speeches. Yes or no? Do you believe gay just, sex is a perversion? Senator, I, I'm going to give you the same answer I just gave you previously. My, my respect for every individual, regardless of their sexual orientation, is the same. So I will and conclude will by so saying. If you, I'm confirmed. I, I will conclude by saying, sir, you're going to be Secretary of State of the United States at a time that we have an mm. increase in hate speech and hate actions against Jewish Americans, Muslim Americans, Indian Americans. What? Uh, hate acts are on the increase in our nation. You're no. going to be representing no. this country and their values true. abroad no, in nations where gay, and, gay uh, individuals are under untold persecution, untold violence. Uh, your views do matter. You're going to be dealing with Muslim states wow. and on Muslim issues. Uh, and wow. I do not necessarily concur her that you are put forward the values of our nation when you can't even, when you believe that there are people in our country that are, are, are perverse. Uh, Whoa, wait, wow. Wait. So you don't, Cory Booker believes that there are no Nothing. perverse Americans? Nothing perverse. Are you serious? <laughs> I wanna, Nothing perverse. Yeah. I, I want to talk to Cory Booker and ask him, is, are there no perverse people? In the United States of America, out of 320 million people, none of them are perverse. Of course there's perverse people in America and everywhere else. And it has nothing to do with the way uh, Mike Pompeo would do the job. Can we get a camera on Jeffy when when Pat's talking about... uh... Perverse Americans, please. Thanks. Uh, no, but seriously, just ask the question. My will you gosh. respect American law? The end. That's yeah. I, seriously. Well, that's what he's trying to get to, right? I mean, he's trying to walk no, the he's, line. He's no, not trying Booker, to. F- not Corey. Yeah. No, no, no. Pompeo. Yes. I mean, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to walk a line so that he doesn't seem like he's this hateful person because he's not this hateful person. Mm-hmm. But he knows that people like Cory Booker think that. Thinking that something is bad and still respecting the human being are two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he could have explained it that just that way, and it would have been better, but he didn't. Right. It's, it's tough when you're on the spot like that. It is. I mean, the- But you can't tell me that you can't hold differing views than the politically correct one that Cory Booker is espousing there. Oh. I mean, you don't have to believe that gay marriage is great. You don't have to. To serve office in this in this country, you don't have to. No, you don't. And if you're a if you're a Christian, you obviously have a differing point of view. 
if you believe, if you believe in the Bible, if you believe. if you believe in the Bible, you obviously have a different point of view. And if you don't believe in the Bible, then you don't believe anyone in America is perverse. Right, Senator Booker? Yeah. Yeah. And so if we have come to a place in the United States of America where you can now dismiss everybody who believes a certain religious principle, uh, this isn't America anymore. Well, we're pretty close to that. I, I think we're there. I think we're there. Pretty close to that. I think this will probably, it'll cost him the gig. Mm. I'll bet it will. Mm-mm. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, it, they, they. They're not going to back him right. for Secretary of State after right. this. They're not going right. to. He just said, you're going to be dealing with Muslim nations. Well, I don't know what he said about Muslims. And at a time when hate speech is on the rise and hate violence is on the, no, it isn't. What do you mean? Show me your stats. Where'd you get that? That's not true. Why do we always accept these false premises they set up and never, ever respond to them? It is not true that hate speech and hate violence is on the rise. It's not. Not here in the U.S., for uh-uh. sure. Nope. Or maybe maybe in, other, maybe in other countries. Possibly. I don't know. But that's he's talking about Secretary Cor- of State in the United States of America. Right. But he'll say, and I, Jeez, I bet you man. he has stats from Europe or uh, some other Middle East countries or African countries where that's true. And he'll say that he's going to be dealing with those countries, so he's supposed to uh, think that everything is okay. And uh, there's nothing there's nothing perverse at all. Everything is fine. Well, no, we're supposed to. Well, while you want us to go into other countries and uh, expose the beliefs of the United States of America. And at the same time, you want us to go into other countries and not push our views on them. Well, okay. well, which is it? We're going to push our views. We're not going to push our views. We're going to push our views. It doesn't matter. We're in the we're dealing with other countries to help the United States of America. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's why we're dealing with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it doesn't. I don't know why Rand Paul. Rand Paul said uh, that the hearing really solidified his opposition to Pompeo. Why? Wow. Well, I don't know the answer to that. Why? Is it over this thing? I mean, this is. It can't be. It's just. But you're right. You're right. There's no way. To but when he was confirmed to be the CIA director, it was 66 to 32. 14 Democrats supported him. Just uh, keep that in the back of your Yeah, mind. but that mm. Corey, that's a, it looked like it. But how many senators would, would vote for him just to defy Cory Booker and not try to make him out to be what he wants to be, which is, you know, the voice of the Democratic left in the Senate? I mean, he wants to be in that yeah, echelon. And so there may be votes against Cory Booker for Pompeo. Mm, not on the Democrat side. Mm. I don't think. No. I mean, I the Democrats think. are strong, strong, they, they strongly looking for something to grab onto, and if Cory Booker is, can Jeez, give man. them something to hold onto that's a, a new face for the Democratic Party, which they want him to be, mm-hmm. um, they'll grab on. The question needs to be asked, though. Is it possible to hold office in this country if you believe the Bible? That's the question we need to ask. Hmm. Are you telling me? That if I believe the Bible to be the word of God, then I can't be secretary of state? Since when? And if that's the case. We're done. Or it's over. First Amendment's over. And a happy Friday to you. 888-900-3393. Tarantula uh, burgers sounded pretty good right about now. Isn't it, it? though? <laughs> isn't it? Uh, Glenn and Tanya started a uh, company called Real Estate Agents I Trust years ago. They had a really terrible experience selling their house in Connecticut. I think it sat there for two years, maybe three. Uh, they lost a lot of money on it. And they didn't want that miserable experience to be yours. So they looked for agents all over the country who had 
some good experience behind them. They had good marketing plans, high character, and they got results for their for their clients. But they also threw in one other thing, and it might seem trivial, but I think it's really important. They're fans of the show, so they're going to share a lot in common with you. You're going to have the same, generally the same principles and values. So you got all of that stuff in common. And when you want to sell your house, you want to sell it fast, and you want to get the most money out of it. You want to get at least asking price. You don't want to have to keep lowering your price and lose money on your house. So if you're planning to sell or you want to buy and you want to find that right home, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. It's that simple. Let our agents earn your business at realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Thanks for being here. 888-933-93 or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Keith, hmm. for his tambourine and egg shaker skills, will be in the Hall of Fame before Foreigner well, from uh, Just Too Monk at Fudge. That's probably that's accurate. A yeah. um, that's a fact, Jack. That's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah, I mean, look how, I really want, look how influential Keith's tambourine playing and egg shaker playing has been right. on the world. Uh, I mean, young people today all cite it. Yeah, I mean, they all cite the, it. All almost, the tambourine players cite it's, it. It's almost as annoying as Foreigner songs. Wait a minute, what? <clears throat> you know, I'm going to pretend yeah. that I didn't hear you <laughs> say on, that. Hold on, I got to tweet. Speak that heresy. I got a tweet at Pat Unleashed here from a B.R. Lesber. I can't believe Cory Booker brought up Muslim nations in the same breath he lambasted Pompeo's views on sexuality. I know. Well, what he was, but what? No question. And but that's what Booker was trying to do, right? To say that he was going to have to deal with them. And oh my God! Well, what does one have to do with yeah, the other? Right. What What are the What does the gay marriage thing have to do with dealing with Muslim countries? Because Pat, because because <laughs> because it's Cory Booker. Okay. I mean, because because uh, man, I. Uh, I don't know. I just wish people would handle these things a little better than they do. Uh, nobody can defend themselves anymore. It's always up to talk radio oh, I know. to do it. <laughs> I or or Megan McCain. Or Megan McCain. That's how much is trouble really we're embarrassing. in. That's, that's, that's where we're at. Trouble we're in. That's really we're at. embarrassing. I know. <laughs> uh, Jody in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hey, guys. Hey. So, Pat, especially mm-hmm. for you, uh, with your all your wisdom, are we ever going to get someone with the giblets to say something like, Senator, just for the sake of clarity, can you tell me if what you're asking me is an unconstitutional religious litmus test question? <laughs> right. Because that's, that's, what, my, that's yes. what my ears are hearing. Your mouth may not be saying that, but what, that's what my ears are hearing. Can you clarify that for me? That would be so great. It'll be great. But, you know, like we were just saying, I don't know why. They, nobody can defend themselves anymore. They None don't. of these conservatives. They, they don't or they won't. Can stand up for themselves and say, you know, you're asking me something that's even unconstitutional. If you're, if you're talking about, I can't be Secretary of State because I have certain religious beliefs. Hmm. That's unbelievable. 
Thanks for the call, Jody. That's an yeah, excellent point. That is a and, great point. And they just will not defend themselves on that basis. I don't understand it. But almost nobody can do it. And obviously Mike Pompeo was And the good question capable. would be right. And the you know, the good answer is your is a your your answer was perfect about the Bible. I mean right. Senator, what do you say, babe? What do you say? I can't believe in the Bible. So if <laughs> if uh if you believe in the Bible, you are disqualified from the position of Secretary of State in this country. Is that is that right? Is that, is that what you're asking me? Good gosh, that's an easy put down. It sure is. That's just, you just sure slap is. him down completely then. What's he going to say to that? It sure is. Triple and if he can't fight for his own beliefs. I know. I'm yeah, sorry. Then I you mean, don't. Just, I guess you don't deserve it. I know. I, <laughs> I know. Jeez. And he's not going to get it. It, it looks like he's not. When you've even got Rand Paul saying, yeah, I can't vote for him. Why? What? And Why? Rand Paul is even the one that told us that he pretty much votes for anybody. He sure did. And now the last two nominees. Yeah. Like, I can't vote for you. Why? That's what know. the president wants. That's what we vote. You know, we, we don't like it and we question him, but we vote him in. It's a world gone mad. It is. That's what it is. Where is this weatherman that went mad? Uh, is this... Uh, where was that, Chris? Chris? Where was that? The weatherman? In Grand Rapids, Michigan, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. On a Fox station in Grand Rapids. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> watch what happens. I guess this is an actual, they're really pissed it at each other thing? To be, it appears to be real. Rather than, right now, it appears to be real. But rather than tongue-in-cheek, let's, just, let's look at it. We'll take a look and you judge. You be the, the judge. Outside, I think it's going to be a fine. Good. You know, it'll be fine. All right. Could be worse. Yep. Has been worse. Well, because you guys are dragging me down. You guys keep... Well, every time I get done with the seven-day, you guys are like, oh, gosh. Oh. Every time. Doesn't matter what time I come on. 4.30, 5.30, 6.30, and then you expect me to be chipper for five straight hours. It's miserable. I want you guys to say, wow, that's great news. It's going to be 60 on Friday. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? Lie to you? I'll put 70 every day next time. God. Thank you for your commitment. Yeah. Thank you. Mr. Davis appreciates it. He knows when to bundle up. Yep. Here's some wind. Here's some temperature. 20s. Feels like 19 or feels like 70. I don't know. 47. Partly cloudy. Southwest breeze 10 to 15. Here's a 60. I don't know if that's good enough for you guys. Get excited. Maybe I'll disappoint you with the seven-day here in a few minutes. See, that's Bill Murray right there. The next time, next time, every time I watch it, there's more. Here comes the truth. Is he done? That was terrifying. The internet would put it this way. That was terrifying. That's funny. That's funny. That's pretty good television, actually, for Grand Rapids. That's which, not bad. Which makes me, leads me to believe yeah. that, that, that it's not real. Yeah, I don't think he's really pissed. That it's not real. It might have been a real occurrence, but I think he's somewhat tongue-in-cheek yes. with the anger. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. I think so. Yes. Um, and it just... It, huh. The, now, that's the second time I've seen it all the way through now. And yeah. it makes... It looks... Less real. Now, hey, I, I uh, sent some video of a weatherman. That, that made me think of something else that happened where the weatherman was not tongue-in-cheek. And when they get that ready, um, you will see. Weathermen are testy. Yeah. Weathermen are testy because they think we should take them serious. Yeah, but they're always wrong, and so No, they're not. Gonna. No, they're not. And, and, uh, and they should be taken seriously. Oh, should they? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeffy says so. One of my best friends uh, from Houston is a uh, meteorologist on the local Fox affiliate. 
and uh, uh, years ago, this must have been, uh, I bet it was like 06, so it was 12 years ago, my son would have been eight, and uh, it was a beautiful sunny day, really warm, and we were talking about, you know, they were over for dinner, and my son Daniel says <laughs> to Jim, the meteorologist, so when's it going to rain again, because we had a baseball game tomorrow. When's it going to rain again? He said, oh, not for another five days. Hmm. An hour later, it was pouring outside. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) So good. He has never (laughs) let him live that down. So good. (laughs) Every time. You have that in your back pocket. That's a good one. It's it's fun. Yeah, that's a good one. It's hard to get the weather exactly right. Of course All the time. I know. You know, know. and that's why this climate change crap is so stupid. You can't predict 100 years from now. You can't predict this afternoon, let alone 100 years from now. But most of them can. You know, most of them can predict this afternoon. And we we have gotten How we often have gotten does the really, ten day really forecast good. change? How often does the fourteen day forecast change? Well, every, Sometimes every three or four days. times before every, you get there. Every ten days. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what you're, Changes I don't know what you're getting at. I'm not <laughs> and by the way, climate change is dialing down the Atlantic Ocean heating system. Whoa, whatever that, that means. From what fake news operation? Uh, a, a, from the BBC fake yeah, news. That's what I <laughs> a significant shift in the system of ocean currents that helps keep parts of Europe warm could send temperatures in the UK lower. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, wait, what? Well, sometimes climate change, actually, the heat mm-hmm. gets so hot. Okay. That it goes completely around to cold okay. is what <laughs> yes. happens. That's exactly what happens. This is apparently the same theory uh, as the day after, or day yeah, after the tomorrow. Day after, day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Remember that movie mm-hmm. when they're when they're racing against the it's cold happening. front? It's happening. <laughs> that's cold the Art Bell story. That's so the, ridiculous. That's the Art Bell story. Day after tomorrow. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. But they have the the giant uh, like three giant cold hurricanes. <laughs> Coming, mm-hmm. coming down from the north. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> you love that movie? It, it's happening. Yeah. Well, apparently, changes Dennis to Quaid. the conveyor belt-like system, also known as the oh. Atlantic uh, Meridional Overturning oh, Circulation. Don't act like you don't know. Uh, no, I will be just talking about this yeah. a few minutes ago. Right. Could cool the North Atlantic and the Northwest uh, European area and transform some deep ocean ecosystems. Oh, no. Uh, which, of course, is because, well, climate change. Climate change. Obviously. Right. It's climate happening. change. It's happening. It's happening. I got to play that. I'm going to play that spot, too. Climate change. It's happening. It's happening. It'll break your heart. Coming up. <laughs> Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. been so right so many times with this climate change stuff you know sure well okay they, they weren't right about the fact that the earth would warm a lot because uh uh the ocean absorbed a lot of the heat that they thought was yeah, just gonna if the, if the ocean hadn't have done that it, the the temperature would yeah. be 200 degrees hotter yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah. but, the, but so they didn't realize this. that the earth worked the way it did consider yeah. this consider the ocean not doing that right then it'd be 200 okay. it'd, it'd be 270 degrees today mm. in <laughs> dallas right 
Um, and apparently they didn't understand the conveyor belt-like system, uh, the Atlantic Meridional yeah. uh, overturning circulation huh. thing. I love how you so, slow down like you don't know what that is. No, I just I just want to make sure that everybody understands the Atlantic Meridional, Meridional overturning <clears throat> circulation system. circulation system. So, Or as I like to call it, a mock. Oh, yeah. A mock for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in the, if you're in the know. If you're uh-huh. in the mock. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, of course, right about uh, polar bears. Um, a tragedy is unfolding in the world today. Climate change is threatening one of the most magnificent wild animals on Gerbils. the planet. Gerbils. Polar bears. Right. Oh, no. okay. They're polar struggling bears. to right. survive. Struggling. They're, the ice is the ice. melting all around them. It's, except it's not. But and food is becoming harder to find. Harder to find. I'm welling up. Harder to find. Mm-hmm. Climate change. Climate change. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening right now. Right now. Right now. And you know what's happening? And it's leaving mothers weaker oh, and no. unable to provide for their young. Oh. The big polar bear mom. Uh, she's weak, and she couldn't even. She couldn't hurt a fly at this point. <laughs> can't feed so her she young. She can't hurt a fly. She How's she going to feed her young? Right. How's she going to kill a seal? Right. Right. See? She's not going to be able to. See? No. Which is why the population of the polar bears okay. has only increased by 500% <laughs> since well, 1970. Well, yeah, the mothers are so weak, they can't fight, so, so they're having babies. Right. So <laughs> There's a reason they why can't fight so off their attackers who are <laughs> right. doing polar bear rape <laughs> so they're just having in the Arctic. They still need to be saved, of course. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, they've been wrong about absolutely. <laughs> they don't even talk about the polar bears anymore. No. They, you know, with the 500% increase. No, they, look, they throw everything out there mm-hmm. and hope that one thing, if one thing. One thing sticks mm-hmm. to the wall. That's what they go with. Yep. And it's amazing. And then, then they were right. And then. Yeah, what about all that other stuff? What are the, uh, then it turns out that was wrong. Like Al Gore in his movie with more frequent, more intense hurricanes. And then for 12 years, it, the opposite was true. And so uh, they didn't mention hurricanes anymore for a while. And then, soon as one happens, oh, now go. all of a sudden, oh. there he told you. Yeah, it was building up. Told you. It was building in the desert. It was over there. The hurricanes were hiding out. Yeah, they were back building. For a little over a decade. <laughs> Backdraft. They're back, and this time, <laughs> they're pissed. <laughs> uh, like the CNN weatherman. Oh, boy. Who's pissed. Oh, he was. Oh, now, man. we showed you the one in Grand Rapids. Yeah. I don't think he was that angry. Nope. But this guy apparently loses it. Yeah, back there, and I think Hurricane Katrina, this was on the morning show, CNN. I'll never forget this moment. Check this out. Filled in with some air, okay, not so as low a pressure, Chad, but Chad, Camille. Chad, but, let me Trans- talk, Carol. Translate that for us. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Well, if you would let me talk. <laughs> Gee, Camille, Camille was 908. And so this is actually oh, now low. not as the northern strong. hemisphere, unless you were obviously trying to get under a hurricane. All right. Carol. Thank you, Chad. All right. Just having fun with you this morning. <laughs> I know. All right. It's a stressful time, it I is. know. CNN is your hurricane headquarters. Is- <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, no, he was not having fun with her this morning. No, there was no fun this morning. Just Did let he? me do the freaking weather yeah. report. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not doing that weather report, and she's not there anymore either. Is she? Well, he, I think he's still there. Is he there? That still? guy is, but Costello, I think she retired or quit. Because that was kind of an ugly moment. Yeah. yeah. Carol, would you... Would you let me finish? Uh, you right? would if Did you, you let me talk. That's an office romance gone bad, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, that's possible. Oh, that's possible. Uh, oh, boy. It's a perfect example why I stopped having an affair with you, because you wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Uh, all right. So now we also have, uh, I think due to climate change, mm-hmm. there's a there's a certain really strange sea turtle. Nice. Oh, yeah. That is endangered. The St. Mary's River turtle, right? The St. Mary's River turtle. In Australia? One of the most beautiful. He is beautiful. Look at that. I, no, I think Look this is from Canada, isn't it? Mm-mm. There it is right there. Look at oh, it's the Australian. St. Mary River turtle. Okay. It's got the mohawk, green mohawk. Yeah, it's it's actually apparently algae that grows on them. Mm. And then it breathes. Breathes where? Uh, through its genitals. I'm sorry? Through its genitals. Where, where else does a turtle breathe from? Right. I yeah, mean, well, you would think it's nose. but And it does when it's above water. But when it's <laughs> underwater. <laughs> Look at that thing. Look at it. That's nice. a face only a mom could love. Well, only a mother that, turtle could love. I mean, love that's what that it looks face. like below water, right? Above water, he's got the dew happening, and it looks good. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Now, when you're... I mean, that'd be... if I mean, he's dual purpose, man. Sometimes you just he's can't like come the, up for air. Yeah, he's like the, the duck... The duck. Remember the duck vehicles that would go in and out of water? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever those... Whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to have one of those. I thought it'd be kind of cool. So he's like, a, he's like one of those duck vehicles. Wow, is that an ugly being? <laughs> Wow, I guess they're uh, people love them for pets though, and and a delicacy for meat. Soup, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sometimes they they eat them. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they eat them I'm and sure. they bring them home because I guess they're super docile. You know, it'll be funny. Is what's going to happen is that uh, somebody's going to say, "Hey, there's no more," and people will go, "Oh no." We'll mm-hmm. have to go get it. There, look, there's a whole bunch of these turtles around. We'll get those. Okay. And then about 10 years from now, somebody will go, look, there's another one of those. It's the St. Mary's River turtle. That happens all the time. It happens all the time. Mm. It happens all the time. They either move, change their migration thing, or, you know, uh, we just don't happen to be there at the same time right. they are. Uh, nobody's home. And we think, okay, well, they're all gone. We killed them all. Happens all the time. <laughs> no. no. No, no, you didn't. No, they're, they're, it's like that. We just found an, another penguin uh, colony of like, yeah, I don't know, millions of penguins. And we're like, oh, well, there they are. You guys were on the endangered hey, list. In fact, gone. we thought you were extinct. There's like two million of you. Where you been? Been here all the time. <laughs> you you didn't leave your new mailing address with the postal service. Sure. I, how are we oh, supposed been to find fined you? For that too, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. No. So no, you must, you must do that. I think we have squirrel video too, for some reason. Don't we? A squirrel who can't stay on his wheel. Is that what it is? No, 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 no. This was the one you've been pushing all yeah. the time. Yeah. Okay, but before we get video. to that, then, I, then if we're going to do it, this is a whole animal thing. I showed one this morning <laughs> on uh, filling in for Doc, uh-huh. I, and I just want to give Chris a heads up in the other room to get the owl picture ready, because I want to talk to you about the owl picture if we're doing animal pictures. So let's go to all the right. squirrel. Keith Squirrel. Yeah, Keith Squirrel. Let's see this. All right. Bird feeder here. So you get in trouble with uh, squirrels. Squirrels got nothing to do. Squirrels have nothing to do but try to get into things they're not supposed to get into. That's Mm -hmm. all they do. That's Mm -hmm. all they do. They live for it. Okay. So they're getting the video ready. And uh, squirrel we'll video. Yep. Is what mm-hmm. they're getting ready they're getting for. Ready for How many times do you have to say squirrel video before they have uh, this? I mean, there's a lot of squirrel, squirrel videos on the internet. You don't know which times. one they want. Right. I mean, I, it's it's like I gave my heads up. Okay. So I'll tell you about the owls. Tell All right. Tell while while the they're getting the squirrel video. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I, there's, a, there's a story, a headline that says these cute owls have taken up a home next to this guy's office window. And he sees the little baby owls. Uh, when he sits in his office every day, and I think, 
oh, that's that's cute. These cute little owls next to them. And I bring up the picture of the owls. Mm. And this is what you see. They're they're like mammoth owls looking outside the oh, window. That's creepy, man. It's like these giant owls no. are not baby owls at all. No. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I don't think I would either. No. no. <laughs> I would I, I remember like one that. time my I son and I were camping I in the backyard and there was a huge owl on top of the neighbor's yeah. house all night. I would look out there. This guy was just hanging out up there. I mean, there's no, I don't know. I don't know what to do. They, I guess, they were born on the ledge. <laughs> and they probably like the warmth of the uh-huh. house or something. It's the winter, but I mean, it was so shocking to me because the headline these baby owls. I think the animal kingdom the is getting bolder. Not, <laughs> I, I, we had a squirrel the other day. We had the doors open in our house because it was a nice day and breezes were coming in and. And I'm I'm sitting there in our family room, just doing some work on the on the iPad, and up walks a squirrel. Oh boy! It comes right to the door, and is looking right at me. Oh no! I'm like, you gonna feed me? Hey! Uh, and I got up, and it walked a couple of feet back. Uh oh! Then I sat down, came right back in. Oh boy! Came inside the house. A, he feels entitled. Yeah, we've yeah. coddled nature for so long now. It's yeah. coming home oh, to they, roost. Look, we've done it for a long time, right? In, <laughs> in a lot of parks. Remember, I mean, they tell you in Florida the whole life, no don't feed of gators, don't yeah. do that. But in yeah. some of those parks, people have dropped food. Right, they sit down on the picnic tables and they drop food, so the squirrels come up, and mm-hmm. the squirrels and the birds come up and eat the food that's dropped. After a period of time, there's no, there's, they're not waiting for you to drop mm-hmm. it and leave. Uh, when you sit down at the picnic table, they they're up coming to up to the table. Yeah, and they're you know the squirrels and the birds are all coming up like, oh, you're you're in our park. With and food. they they don't have good table manners either. No, they. Do. I'll tell you that. No, right they now. do not. They don't. No, they do not. All right, are we ready on the squirrel? Let's let's see this wonderful okay. squirrel video. Look at that! Look, look, there it look. Is. So he's jumping on there. See that? Yeah, he's on the feeder. Oh no, honey! Oh boy, that's a rough day at the he's office. He's hanging for on for squirrel. dear life, and all yeah. the food is. Pouring out. Which you'll get later. I mean, seriously, good point. Yeah. But mm. I mean, these squirrels, they there is no way to outsmart them. And it looks like this bird feeder no, deal. No, you do not outsmart. You do not outsmart I think this squirrels. guy, this this bird feeder does. No. Yes. No, this the squirrel has lost a small battle. Yeah. And he will continue to fight until good, he wins. And you make that's a, all they live for and you make a good point about the food falling to the ground there yeah you know? but i mean so he wins i mean he hysterical. shakes he shakes it flying around and all the food's on the ground he picks it up and that, that, that'll come as, become his new uh way of doing things yeah i mean that's <laughs> all, squirrels are <laughs> nasty man that's all they fight for jerks and then uh and you then, have your favorite of the day right yeah we do which is didn't you did you do the did you do the screamer yet the holler no. at the, oh I we, love this this is so funny I'm li- here we go. okay here's my <laughs> here's my favorite here's my contribution to this animal segment <laughs> I don't know what kind of animal this is but listen to its voice <laughs> again <laughs> so not real. it's just a loop that's a that ten is- second loop. Is that a beaver? I, I, I can't tell it's if it's a beaver, a beaver or a bear. I think it looks it's a, more like a beaver. It's that, a screaming beaver. No, it's no. Stop like, it. Is, is that crazy. funny? Yeah. Not whoever did Real. that did a nice yes. job. Yeah. And the good thing is, there's only been four million views. <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical. That is awesome. That's so, so funny. So funny. <laughs> So I, from a beaver. I'm scrolling down my my uh, my Facebook feed this morning, 
And that's I stopped at that. Yeah. And it's screaming. And I hear Pat walk by my corner going, what is that? <laughs> and yeah, it scroll. was a beaver. It was, it was a screaming beaver. Screaming beaver. Screaming beaver. All right. <laughs> in the uh, woods. Man, I hate screaming beavers in the woods. You know what screaming beavers mm-hmm. are? They're a perfect sign that spring is in the air. Spring is here. And uh, yes. with the spring comes a lot of pollen. And a lot of it ends up inside your house. And then you turn on your air conditioning system and it just blows that stuff all over your house. Well, some people letting squirrels in their house. Some people, yes. And some people are allergic to squirrels, too. And uh, there's something you can do to make the air in your home nicer to breathe. It's uh, filterby.com. Great place to replace your HVAC filter system. Filterby.com is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes. And if you've got something unusual, they can custom make one for you, too. Then they ship it free to your house within 24 hours. Everything's manufactured right here in America. I love this. It's so convenient. It's uh, really affordable. You're going to save money. You're going to save time. And you will breathe better. Filterby.com. That's filter, B-U-Y. Filterby.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Thirteenth. Why is that scary? Nobody knows. <laughs> right? They honestly don't know. <laughs> Thirteen facts about uh, the Friday the Thirteenth. Fact number one: It's unclear why it's feared. <laughs> we know why. Very little is known about the origins of the day's notoriety. Some historians believe superstitions around uh, around it arose in the late 19th century. The first documented mention of the day can be found in a biography of Italian composer uh, Rossini, who died on Friday the 13th. So because he died on Friday the 13th, everybody's... Possible. I thought it was from about the Last Supper. Maybe. Uh, The others believe the myth has biblical origins. Jesus was crucified on a Friday. And there were 13 guests at the Last Supper the night before his crucifixion. Okay. Another, Which is why you never walk under a ladder. Is it? <laughs> yes. Another account suggests that the day has been associated with misfortune since 1307, when on a Friday the 13th, the French king gave the orders to arrest hundreds of Knights Templar. Mm. Oh. Wow. Man, I've heard that one before. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that's what I that's, thought that's was kind of... Prob- that's probably true. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. Uh, but according to fact number two, the fear is very real. So... So real that one scientific name wasn't enough. The fear of Friday the 13th is also called something I can't pronounce and something else I can't pronounce. Uh, so so it's bad for you. Yeah, they got two you names for it, whatever it. it is. And plus the last, I don't know what else is on your list, but let's think about the last 30 or 40 years have been just driven in our head with the movies. Right, the Friday the 13th movies, which is the horror film, and that which makes it seem even worse. Yeah. That we're, you know, I mean, we're supposed to be scared of it, right? Yes. One of the facts says we can blame Sunday. For a month to have a Friday the 13th, the month must begin on a Sunday. 
Is that true? Okay, I don't understand why that would. Huh. You know, this isn't me. Because there's only two. There's there's an average of two a year, <clears throat> right? Yes, I'm going to say. Sure. Yes, I, I think that I think that's right. I think there's an average of two a year. Two year. Friday the thirteenth per year. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So that just means two months start on a Sunday. I. Yeah, but I, right. I don't know what the sun. <laughs> but I, I don't know why that would be a scary thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about the Friday the Thirteenth, but the very strange. You know, it, it is. It is strange. But there's, you know, people are people are nutty about they it. They sure though. are. The next Friday the Thirteenth will be in uh, July. In case you were wondering. And then is there one after that? No. There it's two. Jeffy's so, math worked. So for, yeah. Well, Thank you. I, I read there it. I think oh, I read oh, it. Oh, sorry. Okay, no wonder. Not that I didn't know. That. No wonder. Plus, it's, it plus it's my anniversary today. Take my wedding back. anniversary today, Friday the 13th. Oh. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Happy anniversary to you. And also, our condolences to Amber. <laughs> an asteroid will safely fly by the Earth on Friday the 13th. Yeah, will it fly by safely? 2029. Yeah, we'll How see close? about that. How close? Closer than the sun, 20 miles? Uh, Let's see. Nine ninety nine forty two Apophis was discovered in oh four. That's not catchy. It's thought to have a small chance of actually colliding with the Earth. Yeah. Ooh. So there's a chance it could hit us. Uh, but I guess now we think you can rest easy because since then scientists say they've revised their findings, which show there's absolutely no risk of it impacting the Earth. I mean, or that's the what moon. they would tell us, right? They would to avoid panic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they would. Like we're going to be here in twenty. The original scientists would say, yeah. oh my gosh, this thing is going to hit us. We've got to let everybody know. And, and the governments would say, uh, uh, no, no, we don't. <laughs> uh, revise that immediately. It's exactly, that's what happens on every one of those movies. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, the in fact, the documentary, Deep Impact. Did you see the documentary uh, Armageddon, that, too? I, I loved Same Armageddon. deal. They tried to keep it from the public. I know. Hmm. Those, well, are, they, those are fun movies. And they happened like... Almost simultaneously. Oh, I know. And they're both good. Yeah, they're, they're both good. I mean, they're not great, but they're okay. Whoa. They're okay. Mm. And didn't I the same thing happen read. in both of them? They went out and, with a shuttle and tried to blow up the asteroid before it got to the Earth? Essentially, no. that's... No? No. All right, what did Deep Impact do? Because I know that's what they did. They, they on, did that in Deep Impact. They shot it, they shot it and it, and it, they nuked it, and it went into two. Went into Biederman and uh, the other, I forget what the other name, the second one was. Because right. Biederman hit the Earth. The kid, the kid's oh. named asteroid hit the Earth because they, they and did some it. serious damage. Yes, it did. Yeah, but but then the only way they figured out that the only way to get to get the other one mm-hmm. was instead of coming back home and seeing everybody, the spaceship still had some nukes on it, and they flew the spaceship into the asteroid and blew it into bits and saved the Earth. That was really good of them. Yes, it was great of them. They, nice. they gave their lives for the planet. Well, yeah, Bruce Willis was on that mission. No, that's Armageddon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Dang what it. Are you you got to get these documentaries correct. Dang it. Okay. Bruce Willis uh-huh. uh, played Harry Stamper. Wait a minute. He played uh, something drawer, in a documentary? Uh, oil, yeah, he was, his name was Harry. It was, well, it was, the names were changed to protect the innocent. Okay. All right. <laughs> Didn't he drop somebody out of a building to save the world, too? Something like that? Yes. No, that was a city. That was a, another documentary. That, oh. A, a similar looking person to Bruce Willis did something like that. Yes. yes. Uh, apparently, they've invented a new uh, delicious hybrid called Mayo Chip. Mayo Chip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a world without condiments would be a sad place. Uh, and two what of the it? greatest of all time are ketchup and mayonnaise. But if you could only choose one for your sandwich, which one would it be? Well, it's depending on what they're considering a sandwich. I'm personally. going ketchup unless yes. it's 
you know. Because everybody's crazy about mayonnaise, and ketchup is, you know, ketchup is really the only condiment. The rest of it is all. But Heinz, though, has has put the two together. Heinz ketchup and Heinz mayonnaise together in one great bottle, one beautiful (laughs) squeeze bottle. I know. Now, isn't ketchup and mayo together just... Thousand Island dressing, right? <laughs> I don't care what. Is this really what, innovative? Or? Right. I, I, look, I'm still not eating the tarantula burger. I don't care what you put on it. I can't, the mayo and ketchup, though, that's a nasty two oh things gosh, together. Yes. Mm, that's hideous. I disagree. Yeah. Mayo and ketchup? Nasty. Oh, nasty. Oh man. Ugh. Disagree. Um, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, just when you thought it was safe. Oh, no. In fact, a, a little bit safer, at least, to go into a bathroom and use the hand dryer as opposed to the, you know, the towels that you have to pull and you have to touch the machine a lot of times to get them out of there. Apparently, the hand dryer is one of the nastiest places you can dry your hands. That. You just wash your hands. Mm-hmm. You don't have to touch anything to use one, so you would assume maybe. Right. Here's the thing, though. According to a new study... Hand dryers are spreading fecal particles. Mm. Oh, because they're sucking. Where's the air coming from? Yes. Right. Exactly. They Scientists. They haven't hooked up to a hose out of the building or anything. <laughs> no. Right. They're recycling no. in the air. They're in the recycling room. the, in the air, room. Yeah. which has fecal particles in it. Yeah. Sucks them into the little hand blow dryer. Right. And you got poop all over your hands. Right. That's great. <laughs> It's good to know. You know, I read a story about the other ones. That you know the, is just you know the sick. ones. You know the ones where you put your hands down. In? I love those. I yeah. don't. I love them. I don't. I always feel like those are because yeah. they're fast and they're good. powerful. I don't know. Yeah, but you just well, I'd rather have poop pants. <laughs> well, so, so would Al Roker. <laughs> you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Yeah. Wait, uh, what? You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Yeah, he Sorry, did. I didn't hear uh, that. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> he, he didn't have a, he didn't have a, a vent so, to the outside either. <laughs> and then he left them behind in the White House bathroom, right, and someone else came in there, tried to dry their hands, and got sick. That's even so worse. Bad, I know. <laughs> so bad. Pooping your pants at the White House is even worse than drying so your hands. Bad. So at the now White that's House. a good that's a good advertisement for these places now, though, right? Yeah. Clean air dryer, hand dryers, uh-huh. hook the hose outside instead of recycle the air from inside. Million the dollar ideas, Jeffy might say. Thank you. There it is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty. Hey, have a great weekend. Use this number again on Monday. We'll see you then. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.